All right, there will be bourbon. Claude Krauss joining the party tonight. How are we doing, brother? Doing well, man. How are you? Thanks for I, having me. I am fantastic. Always a pleasure. Always welcome. Um, so Claude, another one of the fine, the fine. Well, I don't know if you would consider him part of that goon crew or not, but you definitely roll with some of the crowd. So that's cool. Yeah, outskirts. But, Way yeah, yeah, far yeah. on the outskirts. Way on the outskirts, yeah. On, on the outer circle, not the inner circle. Right? That's so, right. Uh, a fantastic account from Twitter. Again, like I, like I try to get all these accounts usually that come from that side of Twitter uh, who are really interesting, I think, and worth learning a little bit more about outside of just the, you know, the preset limit of the character content or the character settings on Twitter. So Claude is joining us tonight. Um, he's also, well, so the account is Claude's Barbecue. Right. Or Claude's BBQ. Right. Yeah. And that's that's one of my biggest interests of you, I think, is just the amount of food and, and the stuff that you cook. I just I love it. So I'll get into that. Uh, but before we do, as always, uh, there will be bourbon is fueled by America's native spirit. And tonight I got this. Uh, this is the first thing I experienced here in the state of Virginia. Um, I don't know what is. Well, I don't know if he wants me putting his whole name out there, but Charles with a bunch of different numbers at the end of his name on Twitter. He recommended this place. It's Flying Ace Farm. Uh, they do distillery. They got beer. This, um, and at least they're honest about it. I know they are distilling on the property, but they didn't make this. They they blended it and they bottled it there. So it is It's at the base of the Furnace Mountain of the Potomac River. Um, I think when I talked to the guy in the tasting room, I said he said it's a blend of two different six-year bourbons, I believe. So... Uh, but anyway, there's uh, this one is the 90 proof. It's really, really, really good. I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. Um, you know, Virginia shouldn't be that much different when it comes to weather and, and the state of Kentucky and how their bourbons are made. But, you know, everything is always different. Right. So it's cool to see another one of these small craft distilleries pop up. Um, it is called Flying Ace. I tried to get the information from the website, but it's not there. But there is a bunch of you know, memorabilia and stuff too. I believe the ground, the grandfather of the the founder who was a, a, a pilot in world war two. Now, I don't know if he actually was an ace. Cause I believe that's like a legit distinction, but supposedly he was. Um, but again, check it out. It's in Loudoun County. I believe Loudonville is the name of the city or town or whatever. But anyway, so that's what I got. Claude is popping down on some, uh, what is it? Dr. Pepper zero. Warm, warm. So what, what's the warm you, you like room temp? Yeah, I drink soda room temp. So it's not really warm. Yeah, it's right. It's room temp. It's not warm. <laughs> well, I mean, the carbonation makes it refreshing, cool. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and so like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'll do that with Diet Pepsi from time to time, but I can't drink cold water. And that all came from my time in Iraq in, in 2003, because that's all the water we were getting, you know, it wasn't room temp, it was... <laughs> It was air temp, I would call it. So, you know, you're drinking 100 degree water plus every day. So I just got used to now, like, I can't, I cannot do ice cold water. I can't do water with ice. I can't do water in a refrigerator. It has to be room temp. So I'm with you. It makes sense, though. Yeah. But the exception is because I drink a ton of seltzer water, right? That I like cold. Of course you do. You CrossFit. <laughs> yes i do claude yes i do so i i hear that so that's good i'm glad you brought that up so let's talk about when you're going to start cross no that's, that's not <laughs> believe me i would yeah oh you're yeah you're I, I, I would do some crossfitting it's sort of my workout now it's, it's nothing 100 set in stone yeah, I mean, it is just literally a, a a trademark phrase for, you know, obviously Greg Glassman who came out with it. Well, you know, but the, the, what's what it 
essentially entails is probably what a lot of people do on their own anyway. They just don't call it that, right? So, <laughs> you know, there are things people do and don't do. But again, if you're doing something that's high intensity and functional movements, then that's all that matters, right? Whatever the fuck you call it is what you call it, right? All right, there's an email I don't need. Okay, cool. Um, so, the, okay, that's why I want to, let me start there because you dropped a ton of weight recently, right? Or within the past... Yeah, I've I've gone down quite a bit. I've lost like 45 pounds. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. What made you want to do that? I was fat. Because <laughs> I'm in the middle of dropping 20 and it's like, you know, I don't mind being 210, but I realize I don't really need to be anymore. Right. So it's yeah, like, well, I still got about maybe 20 pounds I want to go, yeah. but I've hit that point where with what I eat, it's, it's not, I'm not putting in enough activity, <laughs> even doing two times a day, six days a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were doing, uh, I don't know if you still are, but I know you like, especially last year, you're doing a ton of like the keto stuff you were posting. Yeah, I did a ton. I did a ton of keto, but I was never 100% totally keto. Yeah. I, I don't think you've been, you should be stringent, that stringent on yeah. anything. No. I called myself dirty keto. I just tried to lay off carbs as much as possible. It's yeah. still calories, man. Right. If you really yeah. want to know what to do, put what you eat in a day on the table and shock yourself. Every time you take something out during one day, set it, the carbon copy on the table. Yeah. At the end of the day, look at what's on the effing table. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't and and you know, it's not to say that carbs are bad, right? Cuz they're not. No, but no. it's the type of carbs, yes. right? It is so, the type of carbs. Correct. Yes. And, and it and, also it all boils down to activity too. You yeah. your body's got to be burning it. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's unfortunately the 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 sedentary lifestyle that a lot of Americans lead, especially especially a lot of Americans who are in suburbs and you know they, the only activity they really do is walking to their car to drive to work or whatever, and they don't Looks really the, bo the bodega on the corner. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you just there's not a lot of physical activity, and this is one of the things I really liked. About, I mean, and it is it comes around the old city center model, right? You look at Europe. You know, you have the town square and then you have like all your your markets and everything within that. People live around that and the rings kind of go out and out. But there's not a ton of suburbs like what we have in the United States because it's just, you know, most of those countries are like the size of states here. Right. And we got yeah. massive, you know, rural areas and populations that eat a lot of shit that well, maybe I don't know if you know this. You might. You probably already do. You're a smart guy. You know a lot of shit, especially about food. But what really came out of like World War II and the, the need to preserve and keep food from spoiling was kind of what led to the shit that we eat now, unfortunately, with the preservatives, the artificial stuff, and it's never gone away. And it was huge marketing campaigns on that that just have dictated what Americans eat based on what we were told to, to think was good. Oh, yeah, the government definitely screwed <laughs> a lot of people with their their table, their pyramid thing or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you remember the fat-free thing, right? Back in the '90s, it was like, oh, oh no, everything was fat-free, and it's like, wait, you might actually fat's good for you. You know, it's not <laughs> fat is good for you. You need to eat quite a bit of fat, actually. Yeah. Cat, please don't the claws in the leg. I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So, all right. So, how did you get into? What was it that brought you to Twitter first? Was it was it the barbecue sauce you were doing? Like what? Because that's where I found you originally. And then, like obviously, like I said, your accounts kind of it's done a lot from the, the the food that you cook and everything. And and so, what was that? It's actually funny. Um, my brother and niece told me they've been on it a while, and I'm like, I don't have Facebook. I, I yeah. no 
footprint anywhere. They first got me on Instagram, which I haven't been on in like a year and a half to put not some photos. Either. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. And I did a, a Twitter account just for shits and giggles in about a year and a half. I posted maybe one or two things. And then I started uh, messing around on it, politics and food, man. And just kind of, just kind of got hooked. Sucked hooked you in. Yeah. 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 Sucks you in like Twitter yeah. does. Yeah. It's a, it's a cesspool and it's fun, but there's a lot of good people on there. There is. Yeah, there is. I met a lot of really good people as obviously you have as well. Um, but so what was it that did, did, was it, is barbecue sauce the thing you started? Is that, was this a business you were doing or is this a hobby? Like what is, what was that issue or what issue? Well, <laughs> what was that? The, the hot sauce or just Claude's barbecue? No, okay. That's right. It's the fucking hot sauce. That's yeah. We'll, we'll okay. It's next. Yeah. Okay. The, the, hot, the sauce. hot sauce, man. I was just, I was actually talking to another guy on Twitter. Um, Nolo is his uh, yeah, 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 Twitter yeah. handle. Yeah. Um, he's a mechanic that cooks. He cooks quite well. He does the finer dining and stuff. You know, okay. I, I do the backyard crap. Um, but we were discussing stuff back and forth. He's sous vide or whatever the hell that boy of your meat shit is. I'm not it's a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan either. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. It's just a, another way to do a reverse sear. Yeah excuse me. Um, but anyways, I was getting back and forth to him on some food stuff and fermenting and, uh, I was going to make some hot sauce. I made it. Everyone was like, really like it. You should try selling it. I said, does anybody want some? And then it just, it went from there, man. That's <laughs> it is pretty cool. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people, I know you're on the outer side, but you know, there's a lot of people that have, you know, made some really cool, whether it's books you know, memorable like shirts, you know, the, the, the gun, the kits, all, like everything that goes into just stuff that people like and need and, and want and use. And knowing that there's so many people within that community that we kind of are a part of that produce that stuff or do like you, it's pretty self-sufficient. If you really broke down like what you would need, there's someone in that crew somewhere out there that's probably doing it or can do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we kind of already, amongst our little circle for certain things have yeah. an alternate economy that's awesome that's <laughs> i mean we we actually really do i mean with dimp and those other guys get together and do giveaways and yeah it, yeah our, our little corner special man yeah um so how many different barbecue or i keep saying barbecues how many different hot sauces do you do you pedal <laughs> hot sauce <laughs> i have four but one of them is rare it's the lemon drop I only can get the peppers on that every now and then. Then I do a version. I, my private stock is my normal one. Yeah. And then I do a version of that that's a few times hotter. And then I have a jalapeno lime. So four total. So what's only, the... only three are available most of the time. Yeah. Okay. So what's in this lemon drop one? That's... Uh, Peruvian lemon drop peppers, oh. um, ginger, a bunch of other stuff. But it's the peppers that you're saying is tough to get. No, yeah. I don't want. Yeah, you don't need to give away the recipe. Yeah. I was just yeah. curious what makes it so <laughs> hard to get because I, I never heard of that. So Peruvian, yes, the lemon Peruvian drop lemon drop peppers. They're kind of hard to get a hold of. Are they just? They're not big here. They're just not big here in the United States. Spicy or where are they at on kind of the the scale? Um, between uh, what would you compare it to? Between a habanero and a ghost. Oh, so they're up there. They're a little up there. Yeah, they're. Yeah. I mean, they're. They're not, I consider habanero the first real hot pepper. And from mm -hmm. up from there, that's just my, um, I guess you'd say, tolerance level. 
yeah. habanero up starts hot. Um, so it's not in a hot category yet, but it's close. It hangs around. It hangs around. Did you ever do that yeah. Pocky one chip challenge? Did you ever, do you remember that? Oh yeah. I, I did it. I have a video still up on my Instagram from like four or five years ago in, in our, our recruiting station. And I honestly didn't think it was that bad. Like I didn't think it was that bad. And so like my video is up there. I'll send it to you after this. And it's like, I didn't really react to it. It was about 20 minutes later is when everything kind of hit. That was, <laughs> Oh yeah. That oh, was yeah weird. <laughs> Wait till the next day's even worse when you eat something more than just a chip. Yeah, I did the four horseman burger challenge out of San Antonio and me and my uh, nephew-in-law were running our mouths. It's an open kitchen. They make you sign a waiver and everything. Um, I forget all the shit it has on it. Yeah. We're running our mouth, running our mouth. So I know I saw it on a food challenge, man versus yeah. food or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I, right. <laughs> I look at my burger compared to what I see him eating and I know they put a shit ton of stuff on there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat this. I just start chowing i make it halfway through and that that's all i made i, I take your breath away hot i couldn't speak and the next day the next day dude i'm pissing boiling water so oh god <laughs> so my worst experience with heat is uh it was in budapest at an indian restaurant and you know i've always loved indian food because it is you know you can get spicy or, or whatever and i've never i never was bold enough to be like I because you know you go to an Indian restaurant they're like how do you want it mild medium or hot right and I always you know mild's usually good enough for me right because I like the flavor of heat I don't want it to overpower and be just annoying and exactly right? and I've had medium before and I was like all right it's not that bad I can try hot so I'm in a, I'm in this Indian restaurant in Budapest at night you know and I was like all right here's the night I'm I'm going hot so I, I asked for hot and that was the most miserable experience eating of my life like it was i was crying i was sweating i couldn't get my mouth to cool down like and you can't I, taste anything no I, I don't know what i don't know what's in it to make it that hot it doesn't make any sense to me like because it's still butter chicken you're looking at it you're like oh that looks amazing and then you eat a bite of it and it's like instant someone just blew your mouth up with a fucking fireball i don't understand that like i don't know what makes food that and and Clearly, this is something that Indian people like, right? Like they can do this. They're conditioned for that. We're not on that. I'm not on that level, at least. Oh, no. The same thing. If you go to an authentic Thai restaurant, yeah. be, be careful how high you go on their heat scale. Because I've had several that have made me take a, a while to eat my meal. And I'm pretty tolerant on hot yeah. stuff. I wonder what the evolution of that was. Like when, when people started cooking stuff and making things spicy or, or, or discovering spice and heat, right? Like what... I wonder what made them just kind of like, let's see how far we can go with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no clue, man. Hell, the hot sauce um, market boomed about, what, 10 years ago? I mean, you really didn't have, but your major major sauces. Now there's so many micro so many, yeah, produces so the pot sauce, and there's a lot of good flavors out there. Hell, pickle. Yeah, yeah, I know he makes one. I had one of his once. Years I'd ago. give him shit, but we we talk on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> his sauce is good shit too. Yeah, I had it once. Years, this was, I mean, this was probably four years. I apologize, ago. I have trucker mouth. Oh no, uh, you can cuss. Uh, you can absolutely yeah, cuss on I'll, here. I'll say, I'll say a lot of bad words. It's just to have it. Good. I, that's what we need here. Like you know, I had Kay on last night. I haven't uploaded or done anything with it, but she's very proper. I was surprised. I was like, well, I felt bad cussing. So I don't know if you remember her, like the yellow snowman. 
Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, get her up at some point. Um, yeah. So, and then, so, okay. And you, you, you mentioned you talked to this guy and you get, so you guys cook together. Like, cause let's be honest. I don't know what it is you actually do with all of that food you cook, but you cook a lot of food. So what is, is this your job? Is this your business? Like what are you catering? Are you a restaurant? What, what the hell, what is all this? No, I don't have any brick and mortar Claude's barbecue. I used to cater and do quite a bit of stuff. And I just, you know, you can't, I couldn't at that time support myself yeah. doing it. So it kind of became a hobby thing. I, I have sauces and rubs. I just never figured out how to market it. The most, I've done as far as actually getting behind something and trying to find out, you know, the, the government sucks to try and find out what I legitimately have to do to do this yeah. other than Twitter. Cause I, yeah. I only, I only give it to friends on Twitter and everybody's a friend on Twitter. <laughs> um, but I have had it all tested. I know what uh, pH value is. I know what water activity is. I know the nutritional value of all this stuff and just jumping through all these hoops um, and then trying to find a manufacturer or a co-packer because I just don't have the ability. I mean, I cook this stuff at home. So yeah. each, each bottle's hand filled by me. Uh, okay. Well, no, that's that. So I'm talking more about the food that you're always. Oh, food. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I get the hot sauce. I get that. That's yeah. I understand like any type of liquid you're going to deal with all sorts of fucking regulations because of. Yeah. Oh, then with barbecue. No, once I, once I couldn't support myself, man, it became a hobby. Um, and then I just do things like I do Farmageddon. I'll do, I got a friend's wedding coming up after Farmageddon that I'll do. So I'll do a a few events a year, but mainly I cook for family and friends, bro. Every Um, day that much food? Not every day that much food. You guys are getting photos, you know, but not every day that much food. Sometimes that food's cooked. And I'm thinking of another meal I'm going to turn it into um, sometime later that week. I just had time to cook it. But my kid, uh, I mean, shit, he's been coming over three, four times a week saving on that grocery bill. I don't blame. (laughs) If I lived there, I'd be coming over too, man. Like you cook some really good looking stuff. Like I, I, and you're also actually pretty helpful. Like I remember like you do a lot of stuff from scratch. Like I remember I tried to do that. I was like, let me, I'm going to try biscuits finally. Cause I'd never cooked that shit, right? Like I love to cook. I love to look up new recipes. I, I'll, I'll get something that pops in my head or I'll see something on TV and I'll go look it up and I want to try and recreate it. But some of like the really basics and the staples, like I was never taught that stuff growing up. Right. Or so I don't know it. So that's why I was like, man, I like biscuits. Claude just posted some biscuits. I'm going to try this shit. And uh, I asked the you the recipe for it. I totally fucked that up, but they were good. They just didn't look good. The the key to the good biscuit, man, is I use frozen butter. Yeah, I did my, that. My buttermilk is ice cold, yeah. and you use extra baking powder than more than it you think. If you're following another recipe, yeah, and it says a a teaspoon and a half, use two and a half teaspoons. That's me with every recipe in garlic. So whatever it says, I'm like, I triple it. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. A lot of the stuff, man. I, when I started cooking, um. Well, I moved out when I was 17 at my parents' house. So I worked, my first job was Taco Bell. I mean, my first year, I had 12 jobs in 12 months. That was back in the day. I was going to say, you were at Taco Bell when it was real food still, right? Yeah. I I had no problem saying, (laughs) okay, I had a job. I'll have a job before I get home. And I'd go somewhere else and, you know, you look somebody in the eye, shake your hand, go to work. Yeah. That's how it worked. So I started in the restaurant industry 
I was in and out of it for almost 20 years. I mean, that's just something you could do when I was off in the other subcultures that I lived in yeah. for a while. <laughs> you could always be a server or a line cook. Yeah, no, that's true. So, I mean, so, so is cooking just something you gravitated towards or was it, it was just an easy job to get and then you kind of found a passion for it? I was just good at it. Yeah. When I, when I first started, I mean, the pressure of short order cook, you know, yeah, like true. doing a Waffle House or stuff. I have no problem. Same with being a server. I could run a whole dining room. I, I was just pretty good at it. I was quick, fast. I talked yeah. a lot um, and I can get shit done. So I was good at it. It was easy and I got paid pretty well to do it. So, yeah, that's what that's the thing. Like, like, so, I mean, the talent, whatever it is, it doesn't matter whether it's cooking or whatever industry you find yourself in. If you're talented, you're going to get compensated. Right. You're, there's a way to make money. Well, the right. biggest thing is just be willing to work, man. Yeah. That, that's that's the, that's the number one thing. Be willing to work and work work hard. It don't matter what it's at. Right. Um, Find a job and be good at it and put you. That'll yeah, get you somewhere. Good. Then yeah, I started barbecuing as far as smoking meats, man, and competing quite a bit. And that, that I developed a love for that because everybody does barbecue. I could give you my recipe, but it's not going to turn out like mine. No, exactly. Right. Recipes Bar are just barbecue, guidelines, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's well, like barbecue. Barbecue's the ones or smoking meat's the one thing where everybody's stuff is going to turn out a little bit different, no matter if you yeah. follow the same rules or what, it'll all turn out a little bit different. And that's just based off of the technique, the, the size of what Tec you're cooking, all, all those yeah, techniques, size of what you're cooking. Not everybody, even if I give you my rub stuff, you won't put the same amount of rub on yeah. it. Um, your stall might be different. And that's why, I mean, except for high hard pass and his trigger with Wi-Fi updates, um, I had to get that in there. <laughs> Sorry. I, I had to get that in there. That shit blows what my I mind, call, man. Like, what I, I couldn't call, believe that was real. <laughs> yeah. What I, on Thanksgiving, what I call um, easy bake ovens for grown men, um, yeah. which I don't do. It's called Pitmaster for a reason. I mean, yeah. Although I say my pit works the shit out of me sometimes because yeah. I'm out there every 20 minutes. I, I can't, yeah. you know, I'm on a 16 hour cook and I'm out there every 20 minutes of that 16 hour yeah. cook. So real quick to back up, like, so the backstory of what he just mentioned, there's, there is someone, a mutual account who has a Traeger grill <laughs> with Wi-Fi. Cause apparently this is not just like, this is a, like, I walked through Home Depot and low or not. Yeah. I was Home Depot a couple months back and I was like, Oh shit, that is a real thing. Like there are grills with Wi-Fi capability. And oh, yeah. what does everything, High dollar grill. yeah. And what does everything with Wi-Fi capability mean? It means it has software in it and it's going to need updates. <laughs> and so, yeah, our friend, uh, well, you said it, what was, it was Thanksgiving when it happened, right? Was he going to yeah. fry a turkey or some shit or whatever the hell yeah. he was doing? He was doing, I think he was smoking his turkey. <laughs> Or wanting to smoke his turkey. I don't know if it ever got on there or not. Yeah. It was interrupted by a Wi-Fi update. And who, like, how bad of a company must be like, you know what? I don't know what day it is, but we're going to push this mandatory <laughs> upgrade on Thanksgiving. I'm just, I'm just surprised he's the only one that, well, I guess he was the only one brave enough to put it out there on. Yeah, I give him credit for that, right? Because, I mean, you can't do anything but laugh at it and own it. But it's like. I think about that in like that's not just the grill thing, man. I think about that especially just with what I do now and just what I see, and how there's so much like push to get everything into cloud and to get as much un like no more wire like everything's cloud based, right? Like everything like you, this to me like there's going to be a modern day version I think of the Library of Alexandria, right? Where the fucking thing just burns down, all the books are gone. 
I really think that that's a very real possibility that someone's going to be able to fucking make all that shit just disappear. Oh, I'm sure. Or unaccessible or unaccessible. Right. And then we're just oh. like, Oh fuck. Well, we, gotta, we got to start this shit over. Hey, exactly, we got we to get yeah. back to books. And, and, well, and that the whole electronic thing is, I mean, it, our lives are getting easier, but it's also making shit stupider. If oh, that makes no, sense. No, stupid. No, is not 100%, a word, but, 100%. but you know I mean, what I mean? I see this all the time. Like, we're, Anything and everything I want in human history is right here at a push. Like, you know, within five exactly. seconds of a page loading, I can have whatever it is I want or learn whatever I want or go on a video YouTube and watch a video on how to fucking cook anything I want. Like, and yet exactly. that's not really making us smarter. Well, in your house, Alexa, turn on my lights. I mean, that's a cool thing to do, but I, I mean, mean, I, I used, refuse. I, I'm holding out forever. I, I'm never going to I used that. to be my dad's remote. Hey, get up and change that <laughs> exactly. channel. Same. Oh, oh, I'm holding. I'm holding that. Go, go outside and hand crank that satellite dish to marks we made on the pole. Yeah. So we remember, yeah, you remember the satellite dish that was like the size of a fucking table, right? Like, oh old. yeah, I had to go out there and crank it with two hands <laughs> to change yeah, satellite. We were one of the first people I remember in our neighborhood to have that big ass fucking satellite dish, and it never worked. Like it never. Like it was always searching for something. Like when you're the kid, such you're, a good idea. you're looking at the bad channels through the the. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the, like through I the remember, I I literally remember my brother and I staying up to watch the Mike Tyson and uh, who was the guy that knocked him out? Buster Douglas. When Buster, yes, Douglas, Buster Douglas, we stayed. Frank, bro. <laughs> The claws, man, and the, okay, yeah, we stayed up to what exactly that, like any pay per view event was on like HBO pay per view, and you had to buy it, whatever. When my parents definitely weren't buying anything, but you could go to the channel and watch through like the little scrambled waves. Exactly. And we watched that fight. I remember <laughs> it was so crazy, like because that boxing back then was fucking huge, right? So anything we were always trying to just peek through. Well, that's when boxing was boxing too. That's also true. Yeah, like that. It's crazy to see what boxing turned into and how, you know, I think there's still a huge appetite for, you know, combat sports, but it's MMA, right? Now it's the UFC, exactly. that, right? And yeah. you think about the, the evolution of the UFC, which wasn't that far removed, I think, from, because I think that Tyson fight was either 1990. I think the UFC started in what, like 96, 97? I remember, yeah, I remember when they were fighting out of country because they couldn't legally, yeah, they couldn't get the, they couldn't legally get to do it. Yeah, yeah they couldn't Pride legally. It was fight. a big thing. Yeah, couldn't yeah, legally Pride. fight the United States. Yeah, it, but it's, it was weird how it started because it was like a tournament. Like everyone, you, you fought if you won, you advanced and you kept fighting that same day and night. Like you did, there was no, hey, it's a five round championship fight or it's three rounds. No, like this is, you win, you get the the prize of going and continuing to fight, and it was like no weight classes. It was just yeah, it was, it was fight. warrior mentality. It was warrior mentality, man. Put yeah. up or shut up for sure. It was that dude I remember. He was some karate guy, and he fought like this huge dude, and he just went up to him and did like this overhand like chop into the dude's like nose and shattered his nose and knocked this like four hundred pound dude out. It was hilarious. Stuff like that. You, you don't really see things like that anymore. But it was crazy to kind of see that kick-started, I guess, a different culture in terms of the fight world, right? Because it it brought all these other martial arts that other countries had always been doing more into the mainstream, but also made them way more popular in the United States, like, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, well, it's done a lot for fitness and stuff oh, for a, a lot of kids 
you know, are going there instead of other places as far as uh, for training. and Yeah, it'll always be a way out. out for people, which which is good. Like, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, people, especially in our circle, they, they, they give, you know, sports a lot of shit, I think, because they don't like the leagues. And that's fine. You don't have to like the fucking leagues or what they peddle and all. But there's still a huge outlet and for for positivity for positivity right for positive purposes and there's still a way out of situations that most people well, would say, get out of you know i would say at least 80 percent of the kids male female that play sports especially multi-sport players in high school college are more well-rounded um oh, yeah. I, I don't know i'm respectful they understand teamwork i mean it definitely you is learn positive it. in your development yeah where else are you going to learn that if not through sports you know, exactly. I mean, one of the things, um, are you familiar with Jason Whitlock? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a local boy from Kansas city. Here That's right. Yeah. yeah. Before he went national. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, but he makes a great point. And like, people don't think about this all the time because football, especially within the last, I would say probably five to seven years, it really kind of came under attack for like, you know, concussions and, and you know the, the the brain injuries and all and and there's legitimacy to wondering and trying to make it safer i got that but you know there were actual real cause people can go look this up like we we need to just flat out ban football yeah that was that was what he talks about he's like the only reason he is who he is today was because he played football and was able to go to a small college and play football he's like that's what gets most black americans into college as athletes is the ability to go play football in college. And yeah, they may not make it to the NFL. That's fine. But you're still getting a college education. Right. Well, that's yeah, a huge, you're still, like, you're still learning other things. Right. But sports, especially in those communities, a lot of times is that's a, they're one of the main reasons there are ways they're going to get to college at least. And at the end of the day, that's the other thing people are just assuming. And I don't even, I was, I was one of these people like, I was like, Oh, I get to go to college and play baseball. That's I I'm definitely going to be a pro. No, you find out real quickly, you know, college is in high school. And then, you know, to get to the next level, that's even another level of, of, of ability that most people obviously don't have. But I didn't take that. I didn't fully take advantage of that situation. Right. And I learned a few years later the hard way and, and went back and obviously took care of my education. But I think so many people, they think just because they get to college to play a sport, that that's like a guarantee you don't have to take education seriously. And that happens to a lot of us. Right. But it is still a vehicle to success because there's not a lot that you can still do in this country in the white collar world with a high school with a high school diploma. Right. And that's what people want, because everyone thinks they're going to graduate college and come out to a six figure job that they're that's waiting for. Them. Well, and that's why I'm a, I'm a big fan of trades and not every we were sold a bill of goods that everyone oh, yeah. had to go to college. And that's still why selling. we're at this. That's why we're at this uh, uh, loan forgiveness. Yeah, um, weird, they just allowed tuitions gone up on up on up. If they want to do something like that, set tuitions at state schools or something like that. But anyways, uh, they peddled the everyone needs to go to college. I got a lot of friends that are pushing six figures that are plumbers, electricians, yeah, well, you get, welders. I mean, you, especially if you have your own business, right? You you could you make as much as you really want to work and create your. You know this just from your your food. It's the same type, right? If you're if you want to work and be good at us at, at anything, you can do oh, pretty yeah. well. Well, and also you get into unions in the trades, man. <laughs> I'm not a I'm I'm not against unions, 
as right. a union, I'm yeah. against union politics. Exactly. But I know 100%. a lot of people, I know a lot of people in the trades and they don't agree with their unions either, but yeah. to make the money they make, it's, it's all, you know. Oh, dude, I already, I, I, so years ago, like I, I worked for the postal service for a while at one point and you kind of have to, it's like, it's not really an option. It's like you're joining the union. Right. And, and then, then you deal with all the other stuff that comes with that. Now, granted, there's things like you said, like there is some really good benefits to a union. I got it. It's just the politics side. Oh, yeah. politics, And, and, and you, you get no say into that stuff. That's what sucks about it, man. It's like, OK, if I don't agree with this, then what? Yeah. Can I not pay my dues? Yeah. No, no, you can't. No, actually, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I direct where I want my dues to right. go? Can I split or like 50 percent here? No, no. Yeah. So that. That's weird, but um, no, I because it, it goes back to what you're saying the ability of like when you first got your first job, like you were just willing to work, right? You're just willing to work hard, and I think that's one of the biggest things that that this, especially this generation. I don't know how you're, oh, you, you mentioned your, your your kid, I don't know how old they are. I mean, my daughter's 17, and it's she's a great kid, um, gotten better definitely with the work side of things in school, but overall. You know, I, I've, I've been trying to get her to go, go get a job or whatever. And the, 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 the struggle with her mom is like, why does she need a job? Her job is to get good grades in school. I'm like, okay, you can do both. Like you need to learn the responsibility. You need to learn the value of the dollar. You need to learn that money just doesn't appear in your account on a screen because someone transferred it to you. Like you have to learn those skills. And I, I, yeah. I hate that it's my own daughter experiencing that at times because I want her to, to experience what you and I just talked about, right? Like the, the, the working hard, like, yeah, great. I'm glad you went to school. Guess what? Now you got to go work for four hours each day, right? Yeah. Now you're going to come home at 10 o'clock at the end of your shift and you're gonna be tired. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand because once you are no longer doing the school side of things, work really takes precedent and you're going to have to work and whatever it is, I don't care what it is you end up doing and working at, but it has to be hard. You can't just be like, Oh, well, it's been eight hours. Exactly. And you can do then, that, but you're going to have a very low ceiling of what you're expected to do with yourself. Exactly. And the sooner you learn it, um, I've noticed a lack of, my kid's going to be 28. Okay. Um, and there's a lack of motivation there. I mean, he's comfortable as a, where he's at right now. Yeah. Would I like it? Would I like more for him? Yeah. But at 28, man, <laughs> it is what it is, right? You know, it's gonna, it is what it is. He'll have to find that on his own. Exactly. So, where do you think, like, because you would, know, you you know, definitely better than me. Like, you're a little older, so you've you've got a little more experience in seeing this stuff. But where do you think the the pressure and the just the push to college came about, or why? Because <sighs> I know we had the GI Bill and all after World War II, and that created a basically the middle class. Right. And, and so you had so many people going to college then for the first time. But I think, I think a large part of it is it's, it, it's a money business. Oh so yeah. yeah. When the government got involved, the government took over student loans. I forget what year that was, but when they took over student loans, that's when I think the push began that everybody needs a college degree. I mean, you can't do anything without a college degree. And then once they started adding all these, majors that aren't majors i mean when are you going to use uh even archaeology whatever arch i can't even say the fucking word yeah yeah <laughs> whatever that if, of, of eastern india yeah um, 
something about it. Unless you're a teacher, what, what are you going to, how are you going to use that? Or gender thing, like, studies. Yeah. And then that's the other thing though. Like, okay, if you become a teacher, unfortunately, that's just not a very high paying position. Unless you somehow find yourself in academia and you end up yeah. a tenured professor or whatever. But yeah, you're right. Like, what do you, what are you expecting? And maybe that's the other thing is like the, the expectations are not realistic. Well, and it, the problem with teachers nowadays is, is I think teachers should get paid more. The teachers that did the stuff back when I was in school. Yeah. Back when, back when you can paddle an ass in the oh, hallway. Yeah. I, I used to, paid. my parents used to ask for that permission slip. To, <laughs> the, the, I remember if, paddling. If, <laughs> if you act up. So there was school, there was learning going on in our school. Um, yeah. They should get paid more, but the, I mean, again, it goes with like adding gender studies, even in the, in the lower grades, they start laxing standards. They start adding in stuff. Like my kid, I, I remember high school when he was in high school, he came back and said they started American history and it was started at the American revolution. I'm like, that's when you started American history in high school. There's a fuck ton of shit that happened before that <laughs> yeah, that right. actually matters probably more than what happened after the Civil War. Yeah. I mean, when the formation of the country, you know, sacrifices and what they did, I, I was just shocked. I mean, the standards and all the standardized testing was an issue. Hell, I never went to college. I, I had yeah. a fucking school of hard knocks. I moved out at 17 and everything I learned, I learned from making mistakes. That's why I was going to do that. I do the, uh, tell me what your problem is. I'll tell you why it's your fault. <laughs> I deal on Twitter every now and then I just <laughs> respond back. They tell me what their problem is. I tell them why it's their fault. How do I know? Because everything I did in my life was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it was my decisions, my choices. Um, I don't is. see how you can place blame on anybody else because there is an option. Might have not have been the option you wanted. Might right. not have been the easiest option. Like all these people, I can't up and move. Well, actually you can. Yeah. But you just don't want to. It, there's a lot of doubt, a lot of insecurity or uncertainty. It's change. People don't want change. Yeah. It's fear but of change. It is, it is possible to do it. It's just not an option that you wanted to do. So there's, you can't tell me something that you're upset with that I can't tell you how there's a reason you can blame yourself. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that more, man. You got to live stream that. That'd be good. That'd be good to watch. Put that on YouTube or something. That's that'd be good. That's cool. I, I've never seen you do that, but that's funny. Because oh, I think I, it's, that's good. I'll do. I'll do another one on Twitter soon. I've done it once. Well, do, or it, twice. do a space. Not, not yeah, a do a space on Twitter or something with that. That'd be good. Oh, I just do one-liners. <laughs> I give one-liners back, man. <laughs> I I I keep it at Twitter intellectual level. One well, line. that's a very low bar, my friend. Yeah. Oh, there's experts everywhere. Oh, that is actually true. That is one thing. I think that is one of the biggest perks of Twitter is that no matter what is going on in the world, there will be a plethora of experts ready to <laughs> tell you exactly what it is you, you need to know, don't know, and why you're a fucking idiot at the same time. <laughs> there's a whole hell of a lot of smart ass people Oh, yeah. on twitter especially yeah. in our corner that's yeah. why i'm glad just to be hanging on the outskirts man i've yeah. i've learned and am continuing to learn so much but they're not the ones that are telling you they're experts exactly but but, but they are if, if anybody tweets with a phd behind their name i automatically assume it's going to be one of the dumbest tweets i read today 
<laughs> I mean, I swear to God, it, it's like Biden having to be called Dr. Biden. Yes. Give me a break. I mean, yeah. I mean, you are. Thank Congratulations. You earned a PhD. I get the title that goes with it. However. <laughs> exactly. <there> are... <laughs> well, and, and you could do if, if I had the skills to do those thread tweets where you capture them, I could oh, yeah. go back through and put together ones that you would just look at and go. You actually were given a PhD. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fun. I'm a high level, high leveling function idiot, and I can put together a tweet better than that one. Come well, and you know they're all robo tweets too. Oh, they yeah, all say yeah. the copy and pasters. They all say the That's same such thing. A weird thing, isn't it, man? Like it, it is, and it's not all just political. It's oh yeah. The, the, I thought he was going to get rid of the bots, but it is a strange. I mean, I hope he does, but I just don't. I, I, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know if you could. At this yeah, point. I don't see how you do. How it. you regulate that? You know, I mean, like outside of just making everyone pay to just have any type of account. I mean, but then you severely limit who you. Yeah, you know, then, exactly. So I get like the idea behind it and all, but yeah, like man, when you read about this, like, God, what was that story I read recently? It was. It was about like the the bot farms in fucking Russia and all. And, and the, like, that, that is yeah. crazy to me. Like it's rows and rows yeah. of phones stacked three high. All that, tweet. That's just so fuck. Like the fact that someone was like, we need to do this. Like it's just such a weird fucking way to spend your time. It is. And, and think of the money involved, yeah. but you know, most that's companies, uh, governments don't think you know our government, don't think our government don't have a, a phone. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Like, you know, I, at the end of the day, like, look, if, if, if that's the way the game's going to be played, we better be pretty fucking good at it ourselves. That's all. That's all I'm going to say on that. Like we need to, be, we need to be the best at whatever games getting played. That's, that's my rule when it comes to my country. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm a ridiculously patriotic and I just want to be better at everything than everybody else. Right. I'm watching the world baseball classic stuff going on right now. I, we'd better fucking win that. Like, we need to win anything where the, the USA is on display. That's my, that's my rule. Right. Exactly. But you know what? It reminds me of like those farms. Like, I don't know if you, well, you probably do. You remember uh, Napster? Yes. Okay. So when I was a freshman in college where I was. The original failing, music thing. Yeah, when I was failing epically at the actual school part because I was pretending I was going to be a pro baseball player, I just remember one of the things this this the the uh, the RA on our floor, there was this program that you could make up to twenty five bucks a month if you just ran this program and scrolled these ads, right? So they developed a program like if you scrolled it by yourself, you'd have to literally sit there and scroll x amount of hours to to get up to 25 bucks right they developed this program that made your mouse consistently move across the screen to make it look like you were there and i remember he showed all of us on the floor like he had a he called a meeting he's like you guys want to make 25 bucks a month and we're all like fuck yeah 25 bucks that's uh, beer whatever and we all installed this program and we'd go to class well i would go to sleep but most people would go to class and they'd run this program <laughs> and I'd wake up and see this mouse moving in. And I would see my, my dollar amount clicking up because of how much time I've spent on the screen. I'm like, that just reminds me, like, when I look back on that, I'm like, how stupid it was that, but it's led to this, these fucking, but like, that's the same type of person who came up with that ability. That's what they're doing now. They're, they're making bot farms to push out 
replicas of fucking tweets. Yeah. Well, I didn't have I, I I'm old enough that I had the penny, <laughs> the the records for a penny. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how many times my parents got mad because I filled it out, sent it in. It's one free. Yeah, what was all, that? Uh, all, BMG, all Capital. All, yeah, yeah. All of them for a cent except for this. And then all yeah. of a sudden. Oh, yeah, I did that shit too. Yeah. That's how I, <laughs> that's honestly, you know, honestly, that's how I found a band called Corn in eighth grade in 1994 because they, Columbia House, was that, wasn't that one of them? Yes, Columbia House. Yeah. Columbia them and like BMG or something. Like, yeah. I was like, I filled that out and they said, and I filled like some box that said, we'll send CDs that are similar to whatever you, and they sent me a corn and I was like, the fuck is corn? And all of a sudden, like within two years, they were like one of the biggest bands in the country. I was like, holy shit. But I found them first on Columbia House. <laughs> <laughs> you you <laughs> getting royalties? Not at all, but I, I, I have a, a, a bit of like middle school pride to be like, I knew about those guys first, right? Now, <laughs> that's also what's weird um, is like those guys are still around. Like they're still making albums and touring. And I kind of thought like for their style, they had a very... <laughs> A very shallow well, like there, there's no there's not a lot of places you can take you know abused singer as a child and all of my albums are going to be about my experiences right like how do you do that 40 years into your career almost it's like they're still making man, music there, there there's a lot of bands that should have stopped making music a long time ago like metallica which i have no, i make no shy remarks about with this stuff rolling stones but they don't make new music though they just continue they to just, perform. but they can't perform anymore they look like a bunch <laughs> of old ladies it looks like a fucking <laughs> lobby at a senior living facility and i'm old i remember the last time i saw ozzy osbourne in concert fuck that was years and years ago he looked like an old lady running around oh yeah ozzy's got it was, he's he's got i mean he, his voice didn't crack once but physically he looked like an old lady running around on stage out there it was insane yeah well i mean you know what's weird about ozzy is uh, like i was never a hundred percent into ozzy osbourne i was never into black sabbath i respect what they did for you know, new British wave of heavy metal. I, I, Cause you know, my favorite band of all times, Iron Maiden, which obviously wouldn't exist without bands like deep purple and black Sabbath and all that. I get that. I respect that. But I was always more into like when Ozzy went solo artist. you know, he always had incredible guitarists. So I was into the guitarists, like, you know, crazy train, Zach wild, like those, the, the guys who did those, like, yeah, Ozzy has an iconic voice, but his like people confuse it like oh Ozzy's playing that music like no he's not he's a fucking singer yeah that's right? all he is <laughs> he's a fucking he, singer yeah, he doesn't play an instrument <laughs> he doesn't play the fucking music and that's what I always didn't like about that because like he gets high got, and sing, he gets high and sings a song <laughs> yeah yeah because once I got into guitar and in, in, in my freshman year of high school like mid nineties like I started learning more and I was like what the fuck he doesn't play the music uh, so <laughs> you don't know that shit when you're a kid you're just an idiot you just like the song. Yeah, so I always respected like the guitarists that went into that. Um, because yeah, that like uh, no matter what Ozzy does, he's always gonna have like some young guitar player, right? It's not gonna be like 70. Like when I go to Iron Maiden, I just took my daughter to an Iron Maiden concert in Chicago back in September. Like those guys are all in their 60s and they still move around and do they perform really well. But it's like I tell her, I'm like, you gotta remember, like, they still put on an incredible show, but 
you missed their prime, right? And even yeah. I, like those guys came out before I was born. I'm like, I would have loved to see them at the height of their popularity in the 80s and early 90s, right? I never got to see that, but they're well, still selling it. out fucking arenas and shows everywhere. So it's still pretty cool, but it's not like, it's not quite them, you know? So, but. Remind me again how old I am, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he just said I wasn't even born yet in the 80s. Well, no, I was born in 1980, but Iron Maiden came out, you know, they they formed in 75, their first okay, album. Okay, I know that. I'm just saying I yeah. heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I graduated high school in the 80s. Nice. There you go. So, so, so what do you, like, the, this is a thing for, this is a question I want to, uh, I'm curious, because again, you got the experience and you, you've seen a lot of this stuff that I just wasn't old enough to either see or, or realize, but where do you, because this is one of my biggest issues I have with our country now. It's 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 our culture, right? It's it's what's it's what we push out as mainstream, and what we what's what accept we, what's acceptable, right? And what we force people to consume, right? And culturally, uh, I have no problems with any styles of 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 artistic expression from music to whatever. It's it's nineteen ninety five. Why ninety five? The birth of the internet. Why did that make culture get so fucking? Because anything and everything was available yeah. instantly. Any a kid that let's say a kid or a person that had a certain possible niche or a, a thought, we're human. We all have a bunch of shit going through our head. Who are around helps develop where that those thoughts and stuff go. Before that, you had a lot of human interaction, family, friends, church, whatever, work, jobs. Now there's a lot of people starting with the Internet. Parents give their kids a tablet. Yeah, this started right away. I mean, as soon as the Internet came out, it really started to grow. Um, hell, AOL Messenger. Yeah, I still remember, remember my first screen name. Yes, AOL stupid. Messenger. Anyways, with all that information at your fingertips, a kid that had a certain thought finds a chat group because there were chat rooms and chat yeah. groups and all that stuff way before Twitter. And they find a group of people who think just like them. And then that's all they consume is that what they were thinking about or feeling. So it becomes their norm. And then they move on and help pass that on to something else. So somebody, let's say some kid, I don't know what to take. Um, as an example, without it being extreme, um, we'll go extreme. Fuck it, it is what it is. You know. All right. Well, we'll let's we'll say problem with pedophiles and sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. um, those people get in a chat room and they just build on each other and build on. It's kind of like any extreme extremist group, any whatever. Yeah. If you surround yourself, that's what you're going to end up acting on acting out act yeah you know, i think a pedophile is a pedophile they're not people um they don't so deserve it's a kind of like a, you know it's it's a it's a it's a term we've always used in the military but a force multiplier right whatever makes it, exactly it, it, it makes whatever your 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 desires and your inclination stronger and more likely to act out on them right yeah and they do that with uh and that's happened with everything and pushing as far as acceptance of what we have to accept what we have to agree with I've always been a person. If you do you, I'll do me. I'll leave you the fuck yeah. alone. As yeah. long as it's not breaking a law or endangering somebody's right. life, I'll let you know what I'm not okay with. Yeah. What you, yeah. what you, what you will not do around me. 
I'll set boundaries. Um, and if it's someplace that I'm not allowed to set boundaries because it's, you know what I mean? It's not my area, my property, my whatever, then I'll remove myself. If it's something that I'm not okay with, um, you can't really do that anymore on the internet as far as your kids and what, I mean, you can't, parents should get more involved. I think I'm getting off on a tangent. Here. No, the tangents are great. That's the whole part of the show. It's using me on it with this fucking bourbon, but you're sober, but, so you don't really have a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on my second Dr. Pepper. Yeah, hell yeah, Dr. Pepper, let's go. Kay was on last but night. But I, I do believe, back to the main point, I believe it's the invention of the internet. I personally believe it's the best thing and the worst thing to ever happen to society. But why did it go like with culture and what I, what I was trying to get at? Why? Because why, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but why did we allow it to go that, that direction instead of, you know, I mean, think about if we went, if we forced only the the best of the best musically from any job, it doesn't matter what genre, but like we've pushed well, like the, the lowest fucking common denominator, like wet ass pussy like that's the songs that we put in the mainstream like you could make that song fine i got it like that could be a fucking b-side to anything like don't get me wrong music has always had some dark shit or some weird shit to it but why did that cross over to like this is going to be your pop now this is this is the mainstream everything else fucking no it sucks you know you don't get to hear that stuff you have to go search for it we've made it the opposite we've we've pushed the lowest form of talent rather than the best well the the leftists, or I, won't, I won't say leftists, I'll say the uh, progressives is a better word, have been yeah. playing the long game. They've oh, been yeah. playing the oh, game yeah. since, yeah. I mean, they've been playing the game 50 years. years. Yeah. yeah, easy. And they've, they've completely t- overtaken academia, um, television, newspapers. There's not, um, and even Fox and stuff like that, there's, there's not really one major mainstream and you can include fox and all that in there now yeah. that is unbiased there's not right I, no there's you not can't no, name, you can't it's name all, one it's all entertainment it's all entertainment for whatever there's whatever not, you want you're going to find entertainment in and that's it yeah there's not one newspaper that doesn't go with sensational headlines yeah um there's not one newspaper that you where you'll find unbiased might be in the opinion section when you get two sides yeah, you know, but given who, who, their opinion, right? Yeah, and who's reading? But that? other than that, man, it's just in local papers are, don't even really have their own reporters anymore. They all just yeah. post snippets AP of AP, and, yeah, yeah, AP, and that's our problem. That's what I think the internet did. It it made us be able to connect with people far away, but it also took away connections, and that goes with the phone because the internet goes to the phone electronics that make our life yeah. easier. It take they take away the uh, close personal uh, interaction, right. which what? which are needed. I mean, I'll play PlayStation and talk to buddies all the time, but that's not the same as going to the range yeah. with the buddies. You know what I mean? That that emotional. Well, and that uh, was something I was having this conversation. Like I was talking with Kay about this last night because different again, different generation. Like you, you're a little older. I'm probably almost twice her age, um, and she's in college now writing a paper on essentially remote work and its future. Right. And I'm trying to get her to understand, like, while she's okay with being constantly on zoom or all these things, I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's not a way to run a fucking business or a real team or anything. Like at some point you have to come together physically and, ex- and that's how you build teams. And then, you know, 
what this has kind of created, especially with cities, is you're removing that economy of what happens when people are physically working somewhere, right? Like if everyone's a fucking remote worker, then what's the, why would a company continue to pay rent on a, a downtown fucking facility or a structure or a building or whatever? And then when well, those people aren't in, in the office, then there's no New local York economy. Markets, yeah, there's no Chicago local economy market. to support them. Cause you took all that, you took all that revenue out because they're not spending money at lunch. They're not going to happy hours afterwards. They're not going to dinners. They're not going into the city for whatever. Like you're going to, there's going to be real ripple effects that are coming because of this, again, tech, the advancement in technology. It's great. It's convenient. You and I get to have this fucking zoom call and put it up on the internet later, but there's other things that come from this that are, you know, the negatives. And I don't think people have considered them or really witnessed and seen them yet. No, I, I, I think, uh, again, a large part is the lack of human interaction. Yeah. It's like the mask thing. I yeah. think that's a problem for kids. They couldn't read oh, yeah. facial expressions. They couldn't, uh, they learn a lot from, you can tell when somebody's mad, somebody's happy, somebody, you know, Hey, they kind of like me. That's how you de develop your interpersonal relationships is, right. you know, facial expressions, um, interaction, how somebody acts around you. Um, that's how they learn how to act. You can't learn that shit over the internet. You can't. Right. Uh, exactly. And that's what I, I think. And, you know, again, this is, it is generational for sure. It, I mean, it totally is like, um, I would say, you know, my generation was probably the first one to grow up with video games, telephones, internet, cell phones, and to where we're at now. Right. Whereas you grew up with literally having to just, if you wanted to entertain yourself, you had to physically fucking do it. Go outside, <laughs> read actual books, you know, do My all that shit. And then you you came into technology older into your adult life, right? And you've learned yeah. how to obviously use it and you, you do it well. But yeah, that's very different because my daughter being 17, like she's always had, like you talked about, she's always had a fucking iPad. She's been texting me since she was eight years old. I got her an iPad specifically when I went to Afghanistan in 2013 so she could text me. But that, because that was the, when I went to Iraq, we still had to sit in fucking phone lines and write letters. And then 10 years later, I'm giving my daughter a fucking iPad so she can text me in a fucking combat zone. Like that's the evolution of all of it has happened so quickly. And it's just, it's fucking weird, man. It, it is, it is weird. And there's a, <laughs> There's a lot more to go. The that you want to know the another issue is is we've become the product. Now people AI, have always that shit coming. Yeah. Well, people have always gone to somebody for their product, the physical product. Yeah. Well, our data has become the physical product. I hate all that stuff, but I carry right here that tracks anything and everything. Yeah. And they sell that shit to companies to marketers um that we've become you know how many bourbon ads i see a day <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean we've yeah. become the data yeah um because they can we're valuable to a company that wants that information right um you know travel habits how often you stop and get gas i mean the google if you have it on your phone it will tell you where you where you've been unless you turn it off it'll tell you where you've been yeah. and show you Draw yeah, you on the map. Really, once I saw that for the first time pop up, I was like, yeah, I got to figure out how to turn all of that shit off. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I do is going in. I'm, yeah. I'm shutting all types of shit yeah, down. Like, I, you I, don't need, like I don't need to be reminded. <laughs> Somebody tells me to download an app and I'm like, okay, I'll download it. I download it 
and then I read, which you should, I guess you shouldn't do, but I do. I read the access stuff and I'm like, why the fuck does it need access to this? This, no, no, yeah. you can't download the app then. Okay, then I don't need it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know why a measuring tool or a calculator needs access to my email. Yeah, that's fucking weird, man. That's fucking weird. It, it, it is some weird shit. But there's a part of me, like, like I said, it goes back to the cloud, right? Everything's getting stored up there or put there or being moved there or, or migrating there, whatever fucking words they want to use lately. But I, I really feel like it's it, there's going to come a time, and everyone talks about, oh, electronic magnetic pulse weapons. And, you know, they, they're romanticized in movies like, you know, Ocean's Eleven or whatever. Uh, that's a very real possibility. You know, it's real. <laughs> but not so much that in terms of frying like electronics i'm just more concerned with if you have to pay someone to put something somewhere that means it can be compromised oh, like at its 100%. core like at its core that's what, exactly what it means well, if there's you, a gatekeeper what, if there's a gatekeeper <laughs> and we're shown that every day by um a company that's data has been breached yeah whether it's how a hospital emails do you, or how many times you sign on like this was in a, a data spill. You need to change your path. I, like, I don't even pay attention to that shit anymore. So I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Who cares? Yeah. Somebody <laughs> wants my, somebody wants my debt. They can have it. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, I might get forgiven. <laughs> you want to assume my life. You get the whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you get everything. It's, 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 but it's like you said, it's happened so quickly, but it, it, there's more to come, like you said. And I think that's kind of the, those who control the uh, information control the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, wasn't that like the basis of fucking Cyberdyne and the Terminator movies? It's like he's... well, you know, <laughs> I, I think that uh, AI. I personally think AIs. We shouldn't be effing with AI. <laughs> I don't even know. It's 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 scary, man. That and robots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that we're putting the AI into, but like, that, yeah. <laughs> man, some of the shit that I see is just like. Is that what like we really didn't learn from Terminator? Like yeah, we, well, <laughs> I, I'm old. I'll be dead not too long, anyways. Hopefully, shit don't pop off. Well, it either pops off uh, before I'm too old or after I'm too old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want it to pop off after I'm too old because I want to at least be able to fucking somewhat determine my own outcome, right? You know, you don't want to be left at the the. Like you don't want to be helpless in a fucking shitty situation. That's my point. Now I I just want to be able to take care of the youngest of the family, the ones that I work, the only ones I really worry about most. Me, one the older you get, the less fucks you have to get. Um, well, that's true. I have a dad, so <laughs> it, it is it is totally true. I did I didn't believe it. Uh, the older you get, the smarter your parents get too. That's a yeah. that's another. Yeah. cliche but it's true uh i don't know it's it's it is weird man i've i've seen development of all the technology shit uh, i lived in multiple subcultures in the world like i said yeah what does that mean tell us what what subculture where you want is that something you're why cool i say with? why i say uh, why i say tell me what your problem is i'll tell you why it's your fault i said i moved out of 17 yeah a shit ton of bad choices from there until about February, uh, no, July 1st, 2004 is when I truly got my shit together and became a productive member of society. But from about 17 till 
fuck, I don't know, 30, 31, something like that. I've lived in multiple subcultures. It's just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much I want to really truly yeah. give away. No, here. I get it. Let's say, I've, I've lived in a house where you could see through the walls. Oh, and I cool. had to go, I had to go get water from a park that was a block and a half away. I have one of those heat showers that you hang outside in the sun. Of course, this is Arizona. Oh, we did that in Iraq. That's great. Those are fun when you <laughs> have no choice, they, but they not actually when you work. <laughs> yeah, they do. I had an extension cord run over a fence to my Mexican neighbors, and I paid them so much a month to have electricity. So I've 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 lived in <laughs> multiple different um subcultures shall i say so yeah. i know a little bit more than a lot of people as but that's far as resourceful at the end of the day like because i mean you, you maybe oh. you look back on it and you, you say you weren't a productive member of society got it but like you know oh, I, well, wait, in a way you were learning skills though so well you, oh yeah i was yeah. a productive member of society it was just a alternate Subculture. society yeah alternate I, society. I, was, <laughs> I was moving quite a bit of money in that alternate society <laughs> i mean it, the, you might have been able to see through the walls but i had uh some of the first video camera security nice. monitors <laughs> it's always resourcefulness right that's always what wins the day no matter what world you find you're in you have to you have to adapt and overcome right what yeah well that's my dad tell me you know marine or before uh Oh God, I just got lost there for a second. I just remembered he's dead. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no worries. I say it that way. And then I just yeah. realized that. Um, yeah, Marine, man. I was born on Paris Island. So oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I grew up on crowns. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, you grew up eating fucking crowns, poor kid. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> so was he what 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 error was he in the Marine? Was he Vietnam? Uh, Vietnam. He went Korea? two tours Vietnam, got out in 77. After oh, okay. my little so brother was born. Yeah. 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 Cool. Did so 20, did he join or was he drafted? No, he joined. 16. He joined. Okay. Yeah, because they did away with the draft in what 73? Yeah, him him and his brother, my uncle, both joined. My my uncle was a tunnel rat. Oh, that's fucking nuts, man. Those yeah, dudes. He's, he's a and short that Vietnam era for all for everything was just those guys were fucking nuts, man. Like, yeah. Well, and the military sent them home to live with kids and stuff without nothing even talking it's, about yeah, PTSD. No. yeah now now that i know about ptsd and oh, my dad started mm -hmm. getting treated for it later in his life my childhood made more sense yeah uh, you know i understand why my dad dad had maybe 15 jobs when i was growing up yeah right, um, that's the same with me man my fucking dad was a he was a corrections guard I don't know why dad was mad all the fucking time. And then you realize, like you say, your, your parents get smarter. The more you talk, you're like, man, you guy like literally had to fight his, for his entire life every day at work. Like, exactly. When, when you start to comprehend, you know, everything that goes involved, that's the, that's a cliches, man, are cliches for a reason. Youth yeah. is wasted on the young. And yeah. that's, that's the truth, man. Your brain um, gets smarter and your body just says, well, we're old. <laughs> world you can't use all that knowledge the way you want to i know that's a that's a shitty part man so yeah so wait you said your 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 dad your uncle was a fucking tunnel rat or my uncle was a tunnel rat my dad uh just a, a baby bullet stopper he would say yeah did he tell he, you anything at all did he talk about anything or kind of kept to himself about it 
Uh, he kept to himself. I read his uh, Bronze Star accommodation and his oh, Purple cool. Arts that's accommodation, cool. but yeah, he didn't talk about it, man. Neither does my uncle, or he. You know, they're quiet. Yeah. My friends, when growing up, used to freak out if he was loud, screaming. I'm like, bro, if he's hollering, if he's even throwing some stuff, that's you're safe. It's fairly yeah. That's, that's just that's okay. If, that's normal. If Big goes quiet, you better run. And you better run fast because when it goes quiet, that's when um, yeah. shit was about to pop off. Yeah. But no, he never, he kept quiet. A lot of the guys I know from back then, they just didn't talk about it, especially yeah. if they were actually really in the shit. Yeah. At right. least they don't talk about it to, to me. They might right, talk. Right. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. Like, especially just thinking about, yeah, you know, actually, I'm going to do that on on Sunday because I like to, since I've been out here, I'm in Virginia. I like to run into the city on the weekend and just either go to a different memorial or or something. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna hit up the old the Vietnam one. I haven't I haven't seen it since I've been here. I'm gonna go do that probably Sunday. Um, and then That's I'm overdue. For, yeah, I'm overdue for like I can see the Arlington Cemetery from my balcony here. Um, I was there for the first time about a year and a half ago, so I, I'm going to check that out when the weather's good again. It's been fucking. Yeah, people, if now. people Tired haven't been, the capital of the country is worth going to see. Yeah, I've yeah, been several times. Yeah, it's it's. I know we don't really do stuff as much as, you know, European countries do when it comes to like, cause we're just not as old. Right. But I mean, there are, there are some still some, some pretty moving things here. Like when I finally, for the first time got to go and see the, the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, like that fucking was cool. Like I wasn't expecting oh, yeah. that shit like that. You walk into that and it's just mountain of a man statue, just looking and I'm like, geez, man, that's fucking. And then I went, I think the next weekend I went and saw the Abe Lincoln one for the first time. Like, that's that's fucking cool, man. And you read the stuff on the walls that you know most people are there just to get selfies with. But when you actually read the words of what these yeah. men wrote, like, man, that stuff's fucking powerful, man. If you don't, if that doesn't move you, then you're just fucking either you're just you're too young or you're just too dumb or you just don't have a fucking heart, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, or when or you go three. to that when you go to that memorial tomorrow, if the yeah. pure quantity of names on that wall doesn't move nuts, you. Man. That's nuts. It's that again. That that war was lost by our government, yeah. not our fighting people. Well, that's. I mean, you know, it, it's popped back up with that marine sergeant speaking in front of you know the house. Oh, exactly. There, a couple of days, like it's the same fucking thing, man. It doesn't change. Different war, same fucking story. You know, well, great. Less people are dying because of our technology in terms of what we protect our soldiers with. But it's man. At the end of the day, it still comes down to like a fucking cluster. It's the same fucking thing, man. It's an embarrassment. Well, and lately they've been, from what I hear from people who know more than I do, they're losing a lot of seasoned heavy hitters because they're just not willing to put up yeah. with the uh, oh, retention's a, a and, huge problem. Yeah. And those guys aren't easy to replace. No, uh, they're not. They're very, very expensive, and that knowledge isn't coming with them. Yeah, and they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not training the next crew. So you have someone lesser than that training who's coming up. I mean, yeah, my like, I mean, I remember when I was in basic training. So you know, when you see a, a soldier with a patch on their right arm, that you know, the, the 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 slang for it is a combat patch, but it's the the overseas service insignia, right? It means they've deployed mm -hmm. and served somewhere in a designated combat zone. And I remember seeing that for the first time in basic training and asking one of my uh, my drill sergeants what that what what is it, what does it mean? And he's like, "You'll learn soon enough." 
And he was kind of foreshadowing. So I don't know if he just knew shit, right? Because this was 2002. Like, I joined after 9-11, right? And he's like, you'll know soon enough. You know, 9-11 had already happened. I was just like, well, okay, I don't even know what the fuck that means, but cool, whatever. But yeah, they never talked about any of that shit. And then, you know, when I was a drill sergeant myself in 2009 is when we got to Benning. Everybody had them. Like, it used to Nobody. be like, it wasn't a thing anymore. Like, everybody had those patches, man. Were stress cards a thing when you were a DI? That's not a real thing, man. Never happened. <laughs> Never happened. Such a, it's such a crazy fucking myth that's kind of blown up out of nowhere. There's probably like a pilot program that fucking Tradoc did, and they realized how stupid it was. But it was never a thing, man. Like uh, well, you guys take it easy on, way too easy on them now. It, Hell, they took, everything's got. They took easy it easy on me back in '87, '86. Um, see, my dad was in there drill sergeant for six years. One tour when you could still. Yeah, lay hands yeah. on a recruit and then in the next tour they had just changed it so that you could no longer physically touch yeah. a recruit yeah. so we used to stand there like this and say maltreat yourself private <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely different uh, i mean i i can only imagine what it's like 14 years later 12 years later whatever the fuck it is at this point um because i mean even when i was it i like i went through in 2002 so seven years after that i thought it was crazy how much it's changed so it's always changing and that's not necessarily mean just you know it's getting worse but it, it it's just we're, we got different different types of soldiers man like different different stuff that they learn like the stuff they learned in the basic training that i was teaching was way more advanced than what i learned like i was still learning vietnam era shit because we hadn't started the global war on terror really we hadn't learned any of those lessons we hadn't incorporated any of that shit into it yet so exactly yeah i mean there's pluses and minuses to it for sure don't get me wrong like uh, the, well, the if, rank and file it's just like you know, some of our law enforcement um, rank and file are good. It's the upper management yeah. th that are all the ones who stick around. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a, a, a super long, a lifelong career in politics end of it. The officer. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, geez. Politics. Huh? That's, uh, where are you? Where, where do you? It's just gonna be so random, but like, what do, you think about, what do you think about term limits? Oh, term limits? <laughs> yeah, we should have had them a long time ago. I feel like we did at some point, right? Uh, we have term. Well, limits. it was never really like implied that you could make service service. Uh, you couldn't make that as like a career. Like people, like look at the founding. They went and they did their job, and then they left. You know? Oh, and they only they were only there like three months out of the year because they all actually had jobs yeah. and were making money out in society. Yeah. Um, I think you shouldn't be able to be elected Congress unless you've held an actual job, not come from academia, been in the military, um, something along those lines to serve as a politician. Um, because coming straight out of school, never holding a job, that's not real life. Even going through college, yeah. you know, college life wasn't real life. Yeah. You were learning, you were learning lessons, but I mean, it's just yeah. like high school was clickish. College got out, the clicks sort of went away. Um, at least the smaller clicks went away. There were still, you know, certain yeah. clicks. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> term limits, man. You know, it's oh yeah, like term limits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still forgot where I was going with it. Too much Fuck Dr. Pepper, bro. Too much Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Where's Lucy? Lucy, get that Dr. Pepper away. 
No, I be well, I bring it up because I think you make a great point. All right. You know, it it was different. You know, I understand, you know, 25 to be a congressman, got it. But that was when and you know, people always make these arguments with the constitution, like, well, that's not what the founders meant. It's like, yeah. Well, they probably also didn't mean, like you just said, someone straight out of college runs for fucking Congress and gets elected, you know, because whatever. But what experience do you bring to that besides you're just whatever letters next to your name, you're going to just blindly vote for anyway, right? Like, are you truly exactly. representing your district? Like, are you, are you actually going back and getting a consensus on what they want? Or and are you none just of them, blindly voting by that letter next to your name? And that's what we're at. None of them represent their district after six, maybe, maybe uh, uh, eight years. After eight years, you're especially they're not really living in their district. They're in Washington 90 percent of the time. Um, right. I think I think build them barracks, build a nice hotel. They don't need a house in Washington and a whatever. Hell, their their um, salaries, what, 140, 200 and something thousand dollars yeah. a year, which I get. That's not a, that. I mean, if, if you have to live here and back where your own district is and you don't have a job, like you said, then, yeah, that could, that's going to be a problem. But if you're expecting to fucking you know, live in some 7,000 square foot penthouse apartment in, in DC. Yeah. You probably can't. They all come out millionaires. I mean, multi-millionaires. Yeah, they go weird. in with work net worth of less than a million and come out, yeah. you know, double that digit. Is weird. That is a weird build, thing. build them a barracks instead of having. Oh, each I thought I've read about that. There's like, there actually are some sort of like, I think my, my cousin, he's been in D.C. forever, you know, but he talked about Boehner. Like Boehner used to live in some guys. He used to rent like a, a, a basement apartment from a couple for the longest time. Like he he didn't look for a fucking rich way of living while he was here. And he was a speaker and he yeah, cried a lot and all. But he was like a legit. He believed in actual serving his district. Right. Well, there was a there was the there's a lot of them, I'm sure, that take a cheaper route. Yeah, because you know, we we only know the people we know, right? There's four five hundred and thirty-five of those fucking people. We know the loud twenty mouths fucking that we get forced to see every day. There's a lot of them that are just probably like you describe, are just good fucking servants, right? Of their district. Well, uh, well they try think, to be. Yeah, yeah, you would hope so. Yeah. Um, but I think showing the division in the country and how things are voted party line so um so truly that that dual mentality, that black or white, it's so dumb in politics is retarded. I mean, yeah. excuse me. No, it is <laughs> retarded. No, I absolutely fucking hate it. I, I and that's why I said like it's it all comes down to what letters next to your fucking name. And every now and then someone steps out and then they get their little pee pee slap because oh uh, God forbid you vote for something that your actual district is in their best interest. No, like we need you based on the letter next to your name, that's how you're going to vote. Like there's that documentary just came out on Nancy Pelosi and like how she used to just call all the younger, like junior Congress people and like, no, you're going to vote like this and be all happy about it and hang up and be like, yeah, that went well. Like, Cause that's what she's expecting. Right. Exactly. How is that fucking representative politics? It's not, it's not when <laughs> that's, we are no longer truly a representative. No, we're not. Republic. We're we're we are we are closer to the democracy than people want to admit. And what is democracy? Democracy is two wolves and a sheep talking about what's for dinner. Yeah. So you know, you know, mob rule. That's what democracy is. Mob rule. Yeah. Um, that's the same problem with what is it now? 
46% of the population, I think, I forget where I read that, um, doesn't really pay taxes. They don't pay taxes, you said? Yeah, they don't pay taxes. They either under the thing or they get, they just don't pay taxes. They don't make enough to pay taxes or, or whatever it is. Um, I forget the number. I'd have to look it up again real quick. But if you don't pay taxes, I almost think you shouldn't be able to vote because you're getting representation. It's no representation, no taxation without representation. Right. So if you're paying a tax, you should get a vote. If you're not paying tax, you're just voting for the free shit. Well, then we also have plenty. How many people actually vote in this country? Right. Not enough. No, no. They all <laughs> it don't count. It don't count. Well, that's why a third party will never work until you get a, a legitimate candidate or there's enough people pissed off about both parties which i think we're kind of close to because the republicans have showed us over and over again they're just you they're see? happy well they're happy to be the they're minority be, yeah they're happy yeah, to well, be there. They're, just happy they're to happy be. to be the minority <laughs> and they that's raise, also how we got bill clinton right that's they how they can raise the shitload of money off of being the minority Mm. We're going to do this. And every time they get back in power, they do the Don't same shit. fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. They do the same shit. It's the two cheeks on the same ass. None of them <laughs> like you. That's why I don't understand uh, the Republican versus Democrat. It should be our way of life versus the way of life or one. I don't want to yeah. say one government, but they're wanting us to adopt other cultures, norms, other cultures, um, yeah. what they presume ex acceptable i'm okay with that but you're not going to make i'm okay with you being but i'm not okay yeah. with you making me right try right. and that's that. what we're really seeing and i was talking about yeah. this like it's a you know my undergrad was political science it's a it's a term from political science it's the tyranny of the minority right like you 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 let you amplify the smallest loudest section of anything and as soon as you acknowledge and give them credibility you can never take it back Oh, exactly. There, there it is. For like, here's an example, and it's no. Uh, I think now the numbers. Well, I think seven percent um, of the population now identify as uh, gay, mm -hmm. but now it is one hundred percent pushed in every single yeah. program, every yeah. episode, every movie. Right. But in real life, it's not I can real. Go out there. And I'm I'm never gonna see it. Yeah. Or I'm I might, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, it's it, it's completely it's not forced. as big as they make like then when that comes back to the media, like what what is forced into a mainstream and culture and is is right. That like that's the same, it's the same concept. Like they make oh, something yeah. what, amplified that really isn't as big as it is. What the what the media does for sure is they're in the uh programming game. All of them, even Fox News, they're they're all oh, yeah. in the program. You're not getting the real news from anybody. I mean, you know that working for the government, people think uh, our our government is <laughs> we're the best that's available on the planet, but we are far, far, far from perfect. We have some dirty people in some high places doing some dirty things. I just I'm I'm all for it as long as it benefits us. Well, <laughs> I'm talking saying. about we need to be the number one at the game. Whatever game we're playing, we need to be number one. <laughs> well, I'm okay with being number one too, but I mean, there's, there's, I mean, just like the Epstein list. When, I thought that was supposed to come out. I'm sure there's some people uh, that are in power 
that are on that list. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did Epstein kill himself? Um, you know, I don't I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Somebody better check Hillary's itinerary. What was the thing like? Uh, he, I just saw this meme the other day, like the first person to die from airline turbulence recently, and they happen to be a Clinton lawyer. <laughs> yeah, there are odds. If you go back, if you go, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I joke. Like, yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah, I'm not either. I just, you know, you, it, you go back through their history of people that have died that are somewhat connected to them and the ways they've died. That just, it, I mean, that kind of, their luck, if it's not a conspiracy, their yeah, luck. It's pretty bad luck, man. That's pretty bad luck. Yeah, I'm glad I've never, I don't know them. So that's good. I don't I'm, know I should, them either. I should be, <laughs> I should be okay. <laughs> should be okay. Uh, man, I, this is, this is the problem when I start doing this is uh, the more I drink, the more I want to come up with and talk about, but then the more I forget. So what was I just about to ask you? I don't know. Yeah, I do know. All right. Farmageddon. Okay. What is it? When is it? Where is it? What's going down? Do you need someone to pedal bourbon lessons? What's going on there? Like, what the, I need to know. Uh, Farmageddon was started by Floof. Oh, he was the, really? I didn't know he was the founder of this. Well, he is the reason it is what it is. Um, it was supposed to be some sort of, this is the story I got. I don't know personally because I wasn't in it originally. I think it started around 2017. My first one was 2019, um, but it's just to get together a bunch of people, a bunch of friends all over the country, hang out, get a lot of firearms training, shoot the shit, <laughs> eat food, sit around a campfire, man. Yeah, I joked no, last year. I was like, I'm no, going to come. I'm going to hold PT sessions and, and tell y'all how to drink bourbon. And that's it. <laughs> this, this is how I met the cat, Rob. Yeah, I think I think he's falling down. Cat now used to be food whatever. Yeah, Robin whatever. Robbins, educated yeah, whatever. Billy. Yeah, whatever. The amazing um, user of the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I met Farmageddon. Don't really know anybody. Met him that night. Kind of get a little hello. I'm sitting outside on the porch swing, smoking a cigarette. Out comes Rob in tidy whities <laughs> and like and a and a plate carrier. Nothing else. <laughs> Walks out to the edge of the porch, throws out his arms like this. Now, this is like 6.30 in the morning. It's barely light out. Throws it out on the porch, just goes, ah. Turned around, walks back in. And I'm fumbling for my phone. I still hate myself to this day that I didn't get that photo. But that was my first meeting of Floof. So it's pretty chill, pretty laid back. Uh, he is who he proclaims to be. Yeah, and there's... Uh, Epstein's mother is the guy truly in charge. Uh, it's his his I don't know facility. That. I don't know that one. Uh, it used to be Hombre. Do I know that one? I don't know if I know that or not. I don't know if I've come across that one. I'm sure maybe I've seen. It. I definitely don't know it from. Anyways, all that, that's you. how you that's how you get into Farmageddon. Anyways, I can get you. Yeah, where's it? Where's it at this year? Georgia, somewhere? Yeah, it's in Georgia. It was in uh, Louisiana last year. Right. I can't give too many details on location, especially after that stupid Vice article last year. Did they write the a Vice article before, about it? The, the the year before? Yeah, you didn't you didn't hear about that? <laughs> no, I I I was in a zone out phase probably when that was going on. <laughs> oh my God! Late 
they they actually interviewed a, a couple people. Um, hell, they mentioned my account, somebody else's account, and I had no clue what they're talking about. But <laughs> supposedly, some right wing associated with, I, I think they said Proud Boys or something, training <laughs> training thing going on. It was it was crazy. It all had to do with the. Uh, I think it had to do with Dunlap too. Oh God, uh, Jesus! That yeah. guy finds his way into everything. It's, it's such a Dunlap nerd. He's such a dork. But uh, yeah, it's it's a a Friday or Thursday or Friday through Sunday. Yeah, or Thursday through Sunday. Um, I handle Saturday meals, Saturday night meals. I end That's up cooking. Cool. A, yeah. I end up cooking a lot because. My smoker's there, I'm there, and people want food. So, and I enjoy it. You know cooking. what? You know what goes best with a grill, especially a smoking grill? Bourbon. Yes, sir. I would, I would agree with you back when I drank. Yeah. I'm only, I mean, I'm only a year and four months sober, but no, that's good. Fact, good for you, man. No, that's, that's awesome. Good for you. I'm in my bar that I built that is no longer a bar. There's my 3D printer <laughs> that hasn't run in two years. Oh, shit. Look at that. Nice man. What made you? What? What? What was? What was this part of the weight loss, or was it just you just made the decision to stop drinking, or what? Um, I was a prick, being drunk, and yeah. I was just, I just, <laughs> it was in too much involved in too much of my life. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. So, like, and it's like anything else, right? If it, if if it, if you if you recognize that it becomes a problem, then. And that's anything. It's not just alcohol. Like there's a lot of no. things that people have that, that, you know, you could probably remove and, and be a better person for again or, or, or live better quality of life over. Tell me why, what your problem is. I'll tell you why it's your fault. It's your fault. It's exactly, yeah, it's man. All my, it's all my fault. So yeah, no, I, I just quit. I feel better. I started getting active after quitting. I don't yeah. see any downsides. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Good for you, man. But I did like, Matter of fact, I've had pretty much about every one of those I can see on your bar over there. All yeah. good quality. That's the top shelf. So the, the bottom shelf is the, the is the rye. This is all bourbon. This is rye down here. So I, I fucked up when I made the show title that there will be bourbon instead of there will be whiskey because I can't have rye if the show's about bourbon, right? Or fueled by <laughs> bourbon. So I've been limited by about half of my bar over here. And yeah. Um what I was going to say, the reason I say that is, um, man, you know, alcohol, whether it's wine, whether it's a beer, I don't know if I get it as much with beer. I mean, I've had some brewery experiences that I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that does taste really cool in that. But wine mostly because, you know, it's the setting, it's it's the the, the history that you learn behind the wine that you're drinking, it's the, 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 the estate, the family, whatever it is in Napa, especially where I was at. Um, but especially with distilleries and and then where you experience the drink, right? Is what I like to call it. Because the experience, I think, makes things more enjoyable. Same probably with food, right? Like, yeah, you know, exactly. if I'm going to eat some, if some fuck Claude's going to cook some barbecue and I got, you know, I sit here at my table by myself and eat it, it's probably not going to be as good as if I'm at Farmageddon surrounded with a bunch of fucking, you know, like-minded individuals having a good time eating your fucking food, right? It's probably going to taste better there. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll definitely be more memorable. Uh, we're a little more uh, diverse than than all like minded at Formageddon. Contrary yeah, to what you, contrary yeah. to what they try and say on on Twitter, our whole corner of Twitter is yeah. a lot more diverse than most people oh, realize. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, I bring that up because like there's been, and, and I've read enough about this to know that sometimes it's, it's the heat maybe that makes the experience in addition to the setting or whatever. But um, aside from being at a really great bar, whether it's dark, you know, like the, the, the classic leather tables and or leather and it's just whatever, or, you know, being in a distillery, but if, if, if I've had bourbon in two places and there's some others I can name, but two ones that really come to mind that always make it taste better than if I just decide to pour something wherever I'm at while I'm grilling, like especially always if I'm, better. Right. And then while I'm in a hot, while I'm in a hot tub. Yeah. See, I could never drink in a hot tub. No. Oh man. No. Cause <laughs> you get, you get your sweat in the hot tub. Yeah, and then alcohol is a de uh, dehydrate. You yeah. I mean you'll dehydrate on alcohol. So one and done, man. You go much. right to bed, but it tastes amazing while you're in there. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lose too much water weight. Yeah, but like I, anytime give I me grill, a worse headache. Yeah, anytime I grill, it's just it it it's so much sweeter to me. Like the flavors pop out so much more, and it's just like you enjoy like watching the your your whatever it is you're cooking come to you know. Come to life in beer, a way. You know. Beer and that smoker used to go together. Yeah, every I think time. So, huh? Beer. Okay. That, what what oh, type yeah. of beer? Do well, you that's like what. Oh, I'm Demp and I Bud Light. Is it Bud Light? Okay. <laughs> well, I spent time in Germany. I like. Um, my favorite is the dark beers, yeah. um, and oh. I drink them warm. Um, I drink those warm. Very German. Uh, I'm not an IPA guy. I, um, I became an IPA guy had, when I was in California. I actually like them now. You ever had Dragon's Milk? Yeah. The Stout? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a great beer. Yeah. That's a great beer. Um, I like Fat Tire, but I heard they're changing the... They changed uh, the... Yeah. So I went to the Fat Tire Brewery, and, and I went to their North Carolina one. That was fun. So that was the first time I had a Cherry Sour. I must have had like four of those because it was pouring rain outside. I was like, I'm not going to my car. I might as well drink another. <laughs> <So I> was, <laughs> and meanwhile, that stuff's like 10 and a half percent alcohol. So I was like, oh boy, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to Uber this one out. So yeah, it was that's uh, yeah. Uh I, I don't drink as much beer now as I used to. I'm more wine and and bourbon. I probably drink way more wine than people think. Like they, they think I just drink bourbon all the time. When when I was drinking, drinking Tito's was my yeah, my drink. Yeah. Tito's. Tito's. I try to avoid anything clear, to be honest with you, man. Yeah, see, brown liquor. Jameson's my favorite. Yeah. The Jameson. <laughs> that that meme you see of Jameson of this line. Camera. <laughs> yeah, that's you. That this line you. here is this. This line here is that. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Naked yeah. in the grass, staring up front. <laughs> it's going. Oh, see, I've, I've done that. That that that's tequila right there. That's why I won't fuck with tequila anymore. I'm like, I will never drink tequila on purpose again. Never. Neither neither will I. I beer bonged a pint. Off what? Of, yeah, I made it about four steps after beer bonging. You're lucky you're alive, dude. That's how like that was. What that? What was that country singer? Whitley. <laughs> I've done quite a bit of dumb shit. Again, no, I gotta look this up because Morgan Wallen is or is it Wallen, Waylon, whatever his fucking name is, he's got a song about this guy, Whitley. I got, I have to tell this story now that I'm looking at that country. No, all right, I I know how to do this. 
Stand by to stand by. This is the best part is when you fill dead space for people who don't actually watch this and they just listen. So you got to randomly <laughs> talk. It's, it's, I'm a trained professional, Claude. Like I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty fucking good at this at this point. Keith Whitley. Yeah. You ever heard of Keith Whitley, country singer? I have heard of Keith Whitley. Do you know how he died? No, I do not. So apparently like his brother-in-law came over in the morning and they were supposed to get together to go play golf. And you know, he told his brother, he told his brother-in-law told him I'm back at eight 30, came back and found him dead on the bed. Right. Uh, from alcohol poisoning. And the, 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 the autopsy said that essentially he had the equivalent of 20, 100 proof shots of liquor in his system because of how high his blood alcohol content. It was like 0.47. So uh, that he died at 0. 0.47. 0. 0.47. So it, I bring this up to you because you said you had tequila. So your your standard 750 milliliter bottle has about 17 shots total in it, given the shake on how you pour. So if you did a pint, dude, you're lucky to be a fucking lot. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm shocked that 4.7 is alcohol poisoning because I know for a fact I've blown a four. One. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, don't drink and drive. Well, I don't know how big Keith Willie. I don't know how big you are, but maybe he's just you know. Still, that's the you're borderline, man. That's close. I've only I'm not big, but I'm I'm not big, but I had a, a quite the tolerance. Yeah, no. So I've only been like really, 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 really blackout to the point like I don't know what happened, and that was my freshman baseball orientation or initiation whatever the fuck you want to call it back when hazing was a thing still hazing in yeah. college right so bring it back man, <laughs> man this was tough man so i i remember so it was all the freshmen there were seven of us and they broke us into a group of four and a group of three and <laughs> so i was from florida playing at school in new york so my nickname naturally became florida right well it's very original and then as you can see eventually i went back to school at ucf what's up um <laughs> So I remember the night started with uh, beer funnels, like you said, you know, funneling a bunch of beer down there. Then we had to do keg stands. Then we went upstairs and they started giving us like the little, um, what are those fucking cups called? What are the, the solo cups? Yes. Thank you. Fucking solo cups full of vodka. And here I am, you know, you remember how you were saying you're like you and your, your nephew and beer. Talking shit about fucking beer, liquor, never sicker. Yeah, exactly. Liquor, beer, you, know, never you, beer. you were talking about how you, you guys are talking shit about, oh, this burger ain't hot or whatever. Well, that's me talking about, oh, I can drink. I'm from fucking Florida, blah, 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 blah. I remember that like feeding me cups of vodka and I'm just pounding them. So all I remember is probably having the third one. And then from that point on, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I woke up on the grass of the baseball house, <laughs> butt naked. Well, here's where it gets funny. So <laughs> I woke up, obviously had to go to the bathroom, right? I'm like, well, I don't think I should piss in the morning on the baseball house yard because obviously there's other houses here. So I go in the bathroom. <laughs> I was wearing, and I, I saved this shirt for the longest time. And then eventually I threw it out, but I was wearing a white Adidas shirt that was just covered in black sharpie fucking throw up vomit everything my head was shaved down the middle 
<laughs> Reverse mohawk. Yes. <laughs> the hair was stuffed down my underwear. And then my face, they wrote in black Sharpie on my forehead, Florida, with the state of Florida and some <laughs> balls. <laughs> Dude, I have never oh, been so – and so anyway, I found out, like, later I, I went home, obviously, um, passed out for, like, a day. I remember my roommate, he was – so what, my roommate was on the golf team. I remember him waking me up. He's like, man, I think you should come get some food. I was like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so there was this guy who was a part of it, but he didn't go through it because he was a transfer and he was a sophomore. But he was apparently outside, and we called him sad because he looked like bitter beer face. His last name was Gilmore. So instead of Happy Gilmore, we called him Sad Gilmore. Sad Gilmore. Because <laughs> he looked like bitter, like he looked like bitter beer faces. And, and apparently this guy was over me all night, like, you guys killed Florida. He's fucking dead. <laughs> 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 Which now in hindsight, I'm like, I don't know how I ended up into the into the I I don't know. I wish there was someone I could go back in time and talk to about like what was going on. Because you got to remember, this was. This was 2000. So this was before all this shit, right? Fortunately. Yeah. Because I mean, if that happened today, like I'm viral, baby. Yeah, like, you're definitely viral. <laughs> you're I'm viral. You're the million, whole baseball team shut plus. down. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. There was no baseball team at that school anymore. Like it had been fucking nuts. But man, yeah, that was my initiation. I never told that one on this show. Good for you, Claude. Thanks for getting that out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. Well, I'll, that give, was... I'll give you a story back. You just tell me what age you want the story from. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, let's go back to your subculture days. Oh, I got a fucking piss. Uh, go piss. You got, a buff, you got a buffer break? Hold on. Yeah, go, break. go. Because, you know, I can take care of some of my. Oh, yeah, uh, you're going to edit. Yeah, I got to take this. Edit. I'm not going to edit at all. I don't edit, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just going to fill dead space by talking about whatever text messages I'm getting here. So. For those of you watching, you saw Claude leave. For those of you listening, he'll be back. Um, my daughter is sending me the workout that she just did. So that's great. That's good. I will respond at a time at my convenience because I am in the middle of there will be bourbon. There will be bourbon. Oh, so where am I at? Um. I went to, I, I already said the bourbon that I was drinking, but I, I did pour a Weller foolproof single barrel store pick that I got from uh, Lawler's Liquor. If you're ever in Napa, California, great liquor store right in downtown. Um, if you don't know where it's at, I wouldn't say right in downtown, but it's fairly in downtown, but it's across the street from, um, okay, what is the name of that fucking donut shop? Anyway. If you know where Napa High School and the Starbucks is, it's right across the street from that in Napa. So there we go. Anyway, all right, Claude, I was telling them, I was filling them in on this, the 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 Weller I poured and where they can get it. All right, subculture story time from Claude. Let's go with the age of 25. Oh, let's see, 25. That would have been, what year would that have been? Fuck, I'm retarded. Yeah. I'm oh I remember all my life, dude. I just don't remember it in order. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean that is the God's, that's the God's my, honest truth. When I tell that a, that's when I tell a that's story, the, that's the core I have I to go. 
I'm not sure when this happened. I know the story I'm alive. I just don't know the order. And that is 100% true. I'm going to use that as the tagline for when I post this about us. <laughs> remember all of my life. I just don't remember the order. <laughs> that works. I love that. that. That's a fucking shirt right there. That's what that should be. That should be that should be your logo for your hot sauce, man. Oh, <laughs> what am I doing? 54 miles. That would have been 99, right? Would have been 99? Okay. No, so wait, you're 20, 23. So 97, 98, around that time, yeah. I'm 54. Yeah, it's probably 97, 98, late 90s. Okay, late 90s, I was a... Let's see, now late 90s, I got back. No, fine, here, I got a better idea. Let, let's go with the time when you found out Kurt Cobain shot and killed himself. Let's go with around that time frame. What was what was the reaction then? And then what were you doing at that time in that subculture? <laughs> okay, I don't I can't remember when Kurt Cobain died. Let me tell you. 94. Let, let, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember 94. My kid was born in 95. Um, so I can I tell you. 94. I don't. I don't remember '94. <laughs> my kid was born in '95. I can tell you that. All right, there you go. Um, I I think. Well, in '94, just... you created your kid, so that's something you can remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I had just got back from Arizona. No, I just got back from California. Uh, in '95, I think. Um, yeah, I can't remember if I got back in 95 or not. Let me just give you a quick, I'll give you a quick thing from California, how I got yeah. to California. Yeah, let's see. Uh, that's a good question. I got, you're from I got, where? Where are you from? I'm from, I was born in South Carolina. Okay. Um, lived in North Carolina, then Missouri. Then okay, Missouri. So you're in Missouri now. Okay, got it. Yeah. And I'm from Missouri. Got back when I got out of the military. That's a whole nother story. I'm not gonna yeah, we, we still haven't even talked about that, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share that. Me and the military didn't get along. Okay, that's out, fine. <laughs> that's the stuff we should have been talking about. <laughs> I got out on a failure to adapt to military life. Oh, after, I know that one. I, I know after, that one. That's that's after, the catch-all to get privates out of basic training. Failure to adapt. I got I got out of it after two years. Oh, well, at least you made it that far. Yeah, I made it two years. Um, but if I just stayed stateside, I just stayed in. But again, we're not going to get in that story. <laughs> we can do that. In just, another time. Yeah, I was just about to say, man, we finally, after an hour and 45 minutes, we found the story. <laughs> well, if you want that story, I'll give that story. Uh, anyways, I just got back. Uh, I was working at, at a, uh, just got out of high school. No, wait, I just got back from the military. That's what we're talking about. See, again, I told yeah. you, I know my life, just not in order. Just, the order, just got man. back from the military. Um, I sold my car and hitchhiked with my cousin. From Missouri to California? Yeah. Oh, wait. So, okay, see, again, my stories. Fucking life. I, this is high school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, people don't hitchhike anymore. You can't. I, I'd be scared out of my mind to hitchhike if I ever had This to was that. 19... Or not 1988. So actually, it was just after I got back. 1988, hitchhiked with my cousin from Kansas City, downtown Kansas City to San Diego, California. 
um, arrived with $125 in my pocket, but I did know somebody there. So I have a, I had a place to stay. We had a place to stay. Um, and it took three days. Now the trip was very, very interesting. Shall I say? Yes. <laughs> they, they you should say. Uh, my first ride was from a medical devices salesman. They actually, they actually drove us far enough, paid for a Motel 6 hotel room for me and my cousin, and then gave us another four-hour ride. Um, the second ride was from an older couple uh, that had already picked up a hitchhiker. They were in an RV. Um, we only rode about an hour and a half for, with them because we stopped at a stop, a uh, truck stop. The other hitchhiker was scamming. He was stealing from them. We were like, no, dude, you got to find another ride. Well, then they got mad at us and kicked us out for that, too. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the next ride was, uh, I forget who gave me that one, but we got snowed in in um, Denver, Colorado. They shut down the freeway. So we're trying to find a ride. We're the local truck stop, there's a motel next door. They had a bar, so we're in it. Wendy's like, I'm going to Colorado Springs. So I'm, yeah, we can get to San Diego going down south. We'll just take, you know, eight across. Um, so we get in his truck, and he's like, but there, here's, he was drunk as fuck. It's like a 1960-something truck. He's like, here's the thing. The fuel filter gets rust in it. You have to stop every... 50 miles and spray it out and put it back in because I put gas in the trunk or tank from a rusty can. It's freezing out, no heat blankets. And we're like, all right, one of us is going to drive. One of us is going to watch him because we don't trust him. He just passed out the whole route, the whole ride from Denver to Colorado Springs. This dude was passed out. So basically he got an Uber for free. <laughs> And we got a ride because he there's no way he could have drove himself. But every 50 miles, I had to stop, spray out the fuel filter, put it back in, start it up in a truck with no heat. Uh, took a shower at the uh, what is that? Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah. Got a got a ride from two chicks in a pickup that I could bum a chew from. It was the greatest thing ever. First time I'd seen a hot chick chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with that. Uh, they got us into Albuquerque. That was the longest uh, stop. We were on the side of the road, I think, for like four hours. Every time we were waiting for a ride, whatever state we were in, police would pull up and ask us names and tattoos. Like, why are you doing that? Because we find a dead body. <laughs> we want to be able to identify it. <laughs> it. It was pretty fun, man. I wouldn't do it today, but it was oh, a blast back there. I, I talked about because I, I, I want to hear more about it, but though I did talk about this when when Terry Shepard was on about two years ago now at this point. We talked about that. It's like those are things you used to be able to kind of do in America and feel safely without any of this technology that we have today that could actually assist you, cell phones, all, cameras, you know, traffic camera, all that shit. And people were doing it like it was no, not a big thing. But now you would never think to do that. Like there was, there's nothing in my soul that would make me go hitchhike. But we'll pull up an Uber and have a fucking stranger with that come pick you up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? I would do it again. I would do it again if I had to. But there's no reason other than me absolutely have to bum a ride 
then I, then I might hitchhike. But, then but who, back then, it was, who would pick of course, I would. Up? Think about that, though. Like, who, who, I would not pick someone. I'm not picking anybody up, man. I'm not. I, I'll pick, I've picked up a few people, but I'm very, I'm very selective. I don't, I don't ever give out money to panhandlers. Yeah. I will, if I really think it's a need, maybe swing through a drive through come back by, give them something to eat, yeah. or ask them if they will take them somewhere and have a meal. But other than that, I'm not giving money because it's not going to anything good. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So you get to San Diego. What the hell happened next? Um, <laughs> stayed with my buddy, started working at, uh, where's my first job in San Diego? Oh, yeah. I was bellhop at the Grand Hotel. Mm. Yeah. Bellhop overnight, Grand Hotel. Nice. Downtown. When I uh, was there for a while, moved out of my buddies because I didn't want to be a, once I got a first paycheck, I moved into one of those, uh, what are they? Now we'd call them sort of extended stay, but this yeah, was above, yeah. this was above a restaurant, a boxing uh, gym. And it was like $70 a week. Uh, and you, you shared a bathroom at the end of the hall uh, with everyone on the hall. And it was, it was like the barracks. Like, You're back in the barracks, yeah, but you have exactly. to pay this time. <laughs> you got to pay. <laughs> it was the, it's probably the exact same size and you had a microwave, a sink and a small counter that that was it um but i did work out at the boxing place below but i worked uh say grand hotel as a bellhop which was very interesting very very strange sub stories there i could tell but i won't started working <laughs> at the harbor house as a busboy. now that is one of the that's when the and i've been in and out of the restaurant business for a long time but that's the first time i realized there are some career servers yeah, and people. My that, uncle's one. Yeah, career <laughs> server. I am, I was I am steakhouse. Yeah, I, I was a server, and I I made good money at it, but I never thought of it as being my job. But that place was the first place that I ever realized that. I mean, there was you had to wait in line to to progress. They didn't just hire new servers. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. I ate lunch at the bar from uh, what is that top the Top Gun movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. just was I was in San Diego for Eddie. If you remember Eddie McClintock, his his movie yeah. premiere. I was there in San Diego in December. Yeah, I walked by that. No, that's is it still there? Yeah. 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 I got a yeah, big fucking it. sign out there because they're they're advertising Kansas City barbecue. Yeah, I I I lunch there quite often. Um I see, then I wanted to do something different, and that's how I got into uh DJing. I I put my I went and got involved in a radio television broadcasting school. Oh. I actually got my FCC license. Oh, but, damn. Uh, now, well, we have an actual professional here. Look at this. Uh, <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> well, I got uh, I got working at uh, America's Original Sports Bar, which at the time was the largest sports bar um, entering Coronado okay. Island. It was actually on the base, so I had to check into the base every time we went. Yeah. But um, I was already working there, and they had, like, three sand volleyball pits, you know, a whole room with tables, a full like restaurant bar food. Um, it was huge. It was fun. Uh, started off just doing afternoons, which uh, I increased business there by my music selections for happy hours. Awesome. <laughs> then I started working nights, man. And then I went to security. Um, I did pretty much every position there was in that job till I married uh, my stripper and came back to Missouri. Did you marry a stripper? I did marry a stripper. I was a DJ. While you were not in the army? Yeah. 
<laughs> I was the, I was the DJ at a strip club up at Camp Pendleton. <laughs> you know, with the jarheads, man. <laughs> oh shit! What was her stripper name? Oh my god! You know, I can't remember. I remember her real name. I just can't oh, remember her stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were married. We were married for ten years, but legitimately, okay. legitimately together seven months. Oh wow! Yeah, I spent. Oh God, I don't know how much in Vegas getting married on the way from San Diego back to Missouri. Um, pretty much all my wad, everything I'd saved. Uh, then I went to work as a uh, server again, making you know fifty to seventy five dollars a day in a four hour shift. And then when I got, you know, I got more uh, as I got back into uh, being in town, I was working at Ponderosa or whatever. Ponderosa, That's, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, I made good money. At Ponderosa. Are those still around? Yeah, well, ours isn't anymore. But yeah, I, was gonna back say, in the I day, don't see those much. Back in the day, they were. Yeah, they um, were but big once she went, she went to work as a receptionist. And after a while, that seven, eight dollars an hour, which is what you were making back then, wasn't enough. So I came home from work one day and she was she gone. gone. She's gone. Back to stripping. Yep. Back. I assume so. Uh, um, haven't I seen just, her since, huh? No, I haven't seen her since. I got papers nine years and three months later. What? That said, will you sign these? I'm like, yeah, I've been waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying for the divorce shit. <laughs> oh, so is, is that your son's mom? Uh, no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> I, was say, that's I, was, I was wondering how that worked. Okay, man, this is uh, great. No. That was another story. Uh, anyways, after all that, I get I moved back to uh Missouri and oh, fuck. see again, I'm it's the I'm, order, I got it, but it happened. Yeah. That's all that matters, it doesn't matter when, <laughs> yeah, but none of the stories are because I happen to think so hard on them. You have to just give me a chance and I'll, uh, when one pops in my head, I'll say it. Yeah. Try, I'm trying to chronologically, <laughs> you can see me doing this. You're, you can see me going, this is high school, this is this. I, Look, I remember man, this everything. Me normally if, on this show. If, if you can't tell, I did a lot of drugs back then. I moved Look, a lot. I wasn't going to say it. I was just, it was, it's kind of implied at this point. Oh, I moved a lot of drugs back then. I, the FBI, I've talked to them. I've talked to the ATF before, <laughs> the DEA. Um, they thought I was way worse than I was. Don't get me wrong. I was still just a, I was a small fish that uh, strutted like a big cock, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did everything you weren't supposed to do to draw attention, I guess. Um, and you're yeah. still here. I am still. That's, that is the incredible part that I'm not in prison or dead. Yeah, I was going to say, especially being so close to Mexico and San Diego, I'm going to put two and two together. Like, yeah, you could have went the wrong way pretty quick, man. Oh, yeah. I I dealt with quite a few from south of the border. I'm old enough. We used to get the Mexican lemons, the quaaludes. You can't even get quaaludes anymore. What a time. Yeah. I heard so much about San Diego, especially from Marie, could like, and how it's just not what it was, you know, like what it is now. It's it's more of like a, it's become very touristy kind of, and, and not like probably when you were down there. <laughs> no, shit, shit. Like I said, I, it's going to Tijuana I, and all. And I'm 21 years clean and sober from any type of drugs. 
Yeah. That's awesome. 21 years. Yeah, that's great. But for 13 of them, I could count 13 years before I could count on one hand the numbers of days I was sober. That's crazy. In 13 years. So, yeah, it was, like I said, your problem, your fault. I yeah. can go through, I can go through my decisions that, and you know what, one of the, if, if anybody can take you, I know I've rambled a little bit here. If anybody, can no, there's take, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. If anybody can take one thing away from what I said is the biggest thing, especially I think with, um, I don't know why my camera did that for a second. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, is a large problem with changing your life or changing a direction is I had an issue with, I always thought I've gone too far. You yeah. know, you put, you put that barrier on yourself that I've passed the point. There is no redemption for whatever it is, whether it's being a solid individual, being somebody trustworthy, like 21 years of being in the real world, my word is very important to me. It took me a long time to, to build that up that if I say something, I mean it, I'm going to do it. Um, you can, other people that I'm the same, no matter who I'm around, that took a long time to, you know, build that back up as, as who I am as an individual. And part of that was realizing there is no too far. I mean, you can always, it's just, you have to deal with things. It's like those choices. You have to deal with things that are going to be uncomfortable that are, that are going to be, um, depending on what we're talking about, you know, there's going to be shame involved and shame and uh, yeah. stuff like that is a lot of people's hard to bear. It's hard to drop, um, you know? So if they can take something out of what I say, uh, it's never too late. You've never gone too far. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think the big thing that I've, I, I realized is listening to you tell your story is that for whatever you went through, you've had, you're you're obviously an intelligent guy, right? You're you're not a you're not an idiot, but you've got a, you've ha, you've got self awareness to to make those corrections because something that's what was my my follow up to all that. There was something that made you change it. Was that your son or what? What what was what brought you back to? Well, my dad was always in the back of my head of there were certain lines even when I was in that world that I would not cross. Yeah, um, you had a code. Oh yeah, no kids, nobody that I knew was given anything to kids. Yeah. Um, there was, there was definitely things I would never do because in the back of my head is my dad would kill me. Uh, that's what, but that was always in the back of my head in my entire life was my dad. Like, <laughs> I, I remember my dad saying very clearly to my brother and I, I told you he was in corrections. Like he said, if I ever come to work and see you or your brother there, you're going to stay there. And that, well, no, that my, was, <laughs> that was what's fucking... <laughs> my rock, my rock bottom 21 years ago was, uh, I think it's 21 years ago, 2004. How many years? Yeah, that's well, that's one. You were there, yeah. whatever. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Um, in there, like 19, I think 18. Yeah, uh, was forced upon me. Okay. You say I shut down a major intersection in uh, Peoria, Arizona, for quite a while. <laughs> so we can. Is this is this is this Googleable? I don't know if you can, you probably can Google it. I know, I don't want to, <laughs> Google can tell you a lot of things about a lot of people. Just yeah. know that I'm not the murderer that's in prison in Hawaii with the name Claude Krause. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're definitely not in Hawaii in jail right now. Because I've Googled myself. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I, I spent 14 days where they paint with their poop type stuff. Well, I figured out some yeah. shit. Uh, was facing a pretty hefty sentence. And out of desperation, I reached out to family who I hadn't talked to in, I don't know, forever. I mean, years and years, double digit years. And they, uh, I didn't even know they heard me. You know, when you're in jail, you collect call. All they heard was gibberish, but it said what county was calling them. So my little brother got on the computer, found my mugshot (laughs) in uh, Maricopa County. And I had a visitor the next day. Uh, It was them. Yeah. So they brought me back here, got me away from there. Wasn't supposed to. Um, Dad, I didn't have any money. My dad helped me get a lawyer. Uh, First one had to let go because I was facing 18 years and they were wanting me to, yeah, they were wanting me to plead out. Um, so I told my dad, I need one that wants to be on TV. Uh, he got me to write one because <laughs> I got out three years probation, heavy oh, supervised. Um, and that was it. So, so from when that happened, you were, you weren't going back. Well, when I first, they took me to the, the lawyer's office straight from jail <clears throat> and I was smoking a cigarette in 14 days without anything i was yeah pretty much spinning wheels in my head um i walked out and was like okay i'm gonna run but it happened to be in scottsdale arizona if anybody knows scottsdale arizona they know when you look around it's not your nice i mean the golf courses are the nice grassy areas but most of scottsdale arizona is big ass pebbles that are stacked up like mountains yeah. <laughs> and i look out and see that and i'm just like look at what I'm wearing on my feet. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not running, but I walked back in there and I said, okay, y'all better not let me go smoke a cigarette by myself again. Cause I'll run. At that point I was self-aware enough to know that this was serious, had to ask for help. Um, and they, they helped me get all through the legal shit. Um, and that's, that's when I got back into the real world, I guess, and started working on being an actual person, somebody that, you know, can be trusted, be relied upon, um, good core values back to who I always should have been, but allowed myself to just make decision after decision. So I'm saying you never, you're never too far. Right. No, I agree. I think I can do it. It's a powerful thing. I'm, I'm a thousand times different person mentally than I was back then. I'm not really a different person. I'm just back in control of right. my brain yeah, exactly. about what's acceptable, what's okay, what's common decency, what's not, um, you know, and, and I'm back in control of it's, that's all it is. You allow yourself to be okay with something. That's kind of talking about society. Yeah, you allow yourself right. to be okay with one thing. And then pretty soon it's the next thing. And then it's the next thing. And then you're at that point I was talking about. You think, okay, I've gone too far. Yeah. But that it starts with just one thing. Okay, I'll I'll do that. And then it moves on from that. Did when you when you decided to take control, is did did you go back to cooking? Like did you, or did you go back to like did you immerse yourself more into that world or, or no, was- I, I actually I actually <laughs> never went back. Well, I never went back cooking for somebody else. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. After that, I started construction because I did construction a lot of years, framing houses in uh, 
Arizona as well. Um, so I went back to doing construction and then uh, I got my shit completely together. At that time, I was working to get my kid back uh, full custody, which I got full custody of my kid back when he was nine. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, where was I going? I worked construction. Oh, yeah. My brother um, had a appraisal business and he asked me if I wanted to come do data entry and some research work for him. And turned out I'm pretty good at it, especially <laughs> phone work and dealing with borrowers and trying to get information. We do retail petroleum properties. That's what we do. We okay. appraise them. Um, so I look at P&Ls all day long, you know, plans, financials, costs, that sort of thing. Um, get it all entered in the system. That's what I do now, pretty much. Now his daughter works for this too. So pretty cool. From where I was, to where yeah, I was. and 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 along the way, you started making fucking hot sauce and yeah, hot sauce, awesome just food. In, well, I think maybe three years ago now, and it was just totally spur of the moment. Somebody, yeah, said, that's fairly so. That you, it's fairly recent that you got into this, then. So you've been yeah, doing all that other stuff for a long time, and and this is yeah. Okay. yeah the hot sauce is basically maybe I can't even remember maybe three years ago now, but like I said, I just cooked it for home. They saw it. Yeah, And my brother screwing around made up a label off of my old label back when I was uh, catering. Shaved. And, yeah. <laughs> catering. And I put yeah. a picture of it on Twitter and it went from there. Yeah, no, I love it. Because like, if you, if you go and find the Clouds BBQ account on Twitter and you look at the avatar, it's pretty, it's great. Everyone says, <laughs> <laughs> why do you have that old picture? I'm like, because that's when I started Clouds Barbecue, actually. Yeah. That was like, you, you, look like, you, you look like a golfer yeah like 20 years 20 years ago yeah i was clean cut back in the day i actually yeah. gave a shit yeah now now man now it's jeans and flannel maybe carhartt and cargos and i don't care what else that's good no that's 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 100 percent right you, you don't there, there's when, when you stop worrying about what other people think and perceive, if you can, don't get me wrong, there are there are times when you need to worry about those things. But when you can get to that point where you don't, I think you're doing it right. I agree. And a lot of that is people just need to be comfortable with themselves. Yep. Don't don't try and be 100%. any more than you are. 100%. And just offer, you know, in relationships, man, just, just be a true friend. Yeah. Be somebody that somebody can call, pick up the fucking phone, do what you say. Uh, that, that shit's important. It is. And 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 that's what I think, like I said, that's been the best part about our little corner of that fucking Twitter sphere. You know, whatever that health site, whatever it is you want to refer to it as. Some great dudes, great women, oh, great I, people on that site, man, that are just fucking awesome. When I was going through that uh, deciding to quit yeah. alcohol. Yeah, I remember. Our, our, they... I had people DMing me, contacting my brother. Um, that's something about our corner of Twitter too that I think is fantastic. Is if they know somebody's in need of something, support, help, whatever. If they yeah, can't look at the stuff it, Eddie does all the time, man. Yeah, if Eddie's a superstar, dude. Yeah, he's a superstar. He won't tell. He he, he does a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm still pissed he didn't end up stopping by when he was supposed to. He was supposed to stop by and see me. I was going to do a weekend at the lake, but 
Yeah, always think driving the, back and forth. I, I, think the Kentucky, other, yeah. I think that was the Kentucky flood. So well, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. give him a break because he was knee deep in water helping folks out. So yeah, no, that, that, that is pretty cool. That's, we do some good stuff. You know, we're a bunch of fucking. You know, we we can be we can be our assholes. Oh, sure. I'm definitely I'm definitely an asshole. I'm also a high functioning idiot. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think we kind of all are, man. You know, that's that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with being a high-functioning idiot. No. no. I'm comfortable in my lane. <laughs> that's right. Good deal, man. All right, brother. I think I think that's an excellent point for us to kind of wrap it up. You, you you left us with a really good message that people can take away if they made it this far, which they should. Well, I, think, I think I rambled a shit ton. There's but... nothing wrong with rambling. That's the whole point. It's usually me rambling because I've had too much of this, but this time I got to actually listen to someone, you know, actually have some something to say. Well, no anybody who's <laughs> came on before, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was great. I, I really enjoyed talking to you, man. I'd love to have you back on it and get more into your, you know, your, your subculture life and, and, and the army for sure. Definitely got to find out about those army stories. <laughs> Be happy to do it, brother. Awesome, dude. All right. That's Claude's BBQ on Twitter. Is there anything else that you have? Is there anywhere people can order your stuff or, or, uh, they got to DM me. I'm, okay. I'm a little okay. light right now. I think uh, the economy, my, <laughs> my stuff is not cheap for hot sauce. I mean, it's not yeah. the most expensive you're going to get, but it's not cheap. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. that's because it's small batch. And I mean, I, I do absolutely everything. Yeah. Uh, and I just can't afford with, I, I've already not wanted to raise the price because produce and supply chains issues. So they DM me if I have it, I'll get it out. I'm not going to raise my price, but I am going to, um not have it on hand as much i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait until i have some orders to do more but i have some still right now yeah fair enough so like i said claude's bbq on twitter you can dm him for some hot sauce or just follow him for some amazing food pictures because that's really and shit takes yeah well now the shit takes are good shit posting's great (laughs) it's always fun and entertaining but look there there are some there there is some visual uh rewards for you for following claude's account so that's claude claude kraus thanks for hanging out thanks for drinking with me with your your dr pepper that's good i meant to say that so Kay last night she had a dirty dr pepper have you ever heard of this is that jaeger jaegermeister and and dr no, pepper? it was she said it was dr pepper cream and a shot of something i already forgot and that was last night so that's where i'm at in my life all right brother thanks for hanging out dude all right brother bye later